Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> Harmonize our screams. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll take the low. Oh. Oh, medium. What's that called? The melody. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, nerd. What? I called you a nerd. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, I thought you said something meaner. No, 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 no. I saved that for my lunch, friends. Bitch. <laughs> okay. You bitch. Are we ready? <laughs> I think we've gotten at least three bitches out of the way, so that seems about right. I guess I should introduce the person that just called oh me a God, bitch. Yeah. Wait, am I allowed to curse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out. <laughs> All right. Bye, bitches. Hi. Welcome, Lindsay. <laughs> Hi. Kate and I's good friend. Lunch friend. Lunch friend. For some of us. She's a lunch friend. <gasps> I'm a lunch friend. Oh. I told Lindsay she couldn't be my lunch friend, but now she can be. This is Lindsay, my good friend. Uh, Lindsay does lots of cool stuff. Uh, we stream together sometimes. Sometimes. It's a mess. Yeah, it is. Um, we'll, we'll plug it's that at the end. It's beautiful chaos. It's good. It's, it's really good. good. I think the best. <laughs> Some would say the best. Some would. So yeah, we'll, we'll plug that at the end. Yeah. But she chose this movie, and we're watching not watching right now, currently, but we're talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Ooh, the original. Is there a remake? Yeah, yeah, there is, right? There is. Yeah. Um, 2010? I don't, I don't really? remember the year. I do remember yeah. Freddy Krueger was played by the same guy who played uh, Rorschach in the Watchmen movies, whose oh. name I can't remember. Oh. Huh. Really I think that time. might be, um, I don't remember his name, but if I'm right and I read this fact correctly, that was actually a friend of Johnny Depp who went with him to the audition oh. for this movie, and then Johnny Depp was like, yo, I got the part, and the that's... guy was like, I didn't. <laughs> but now we played Freddy in the Herbert. remake, so. That's nice. adorable. Yeah. You and said it, it's a man. I was like, Ryan Gosling. I'm just going to guess now. <laughs> if it's a man, it's one of the Ryans. Or Ryan Reynolds. Or Ryan it's Reynolds. one of the two. Or a Chris. Yeah, there are oh, lots it, of Chris's. It's a pretty safe bet to say Ryan or Chris. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're mm -hmm. like, who is the guy in? Ryan. Ryan. No? Oh, yeah, Chris. you're right. Right, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I always get silly me. <laughs> but yes, we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm very excited. I actually, I love this movie very much. Oh, I loved it's it. It's so good. It's, yeah. It's so good. Um, and I actually do have some, like, fun facts this time. Yeah. Because the last two times, I just couldn't find fun facts. I yeah. was just like, oh, this is a movie. But not this time. Are you guys ready for facts? I love facts. Hell yes. Yeah. I like my papers as far away as possible. <laughs> Anticlimactic. <laughs> this movie was made in 1984. It was written and directed by Wes Craven. Mm -hmm. Duh. Uh, he made a ton of stuff, but the ones I wrote down, Scream, Last House on the Left, uh, mm. The Hills Have Eyes, People Under the Stairs, which was labeled as a comedy? Huh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was labeled as a comedy. And he also made Swamp Thing, Vampire in Brooklyn, <laughs> and a bunch more. He wish he didn't make Swamp Thing based on the articles <laughs> I read. I know. He was like, yeah, I didn't work for three years after Swamp oh, Thing. no. He had to sell his house or something. <gasps> it was rough. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. Lean nights for him for a while. Oh, boy. Swamp Sorry. Thing didn't do well. Sorry, Swamp when was Thing. That? Uh, it was between uh, The Hills Have Eyes and this. It oh, was that would make sense. Yeah, it was after... Um, 
the last podcast. Nope, the last house on the left. <laughs> That's a podcast about like true crime and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but last house on the left was like his debut, and it did really well. I think the hills have eyes was sometimes after that, sometime after that. But I know it had for to be sure because there's a hills have eyes little um, snippet in oh. uh, Evil Dead. I believe uh, Evil Dead has it playing, or there's a poster. Of the Hills Have Eyes somewhere. Okay. I read oh, that yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's a little poster of like this. And so in this movie, if you look on the TV, they are watching Evil Dead at one oh. point. It was like a nod where he was like, thanks for putting my little movie in yours. And so he Cute. did that this. So Fresh. yes, it had to have come out before. Okay. Um, also, I did not look up how to say this because I forgot. Mm. Kate, the cinematography. Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> I can say Tony Shalhoub now. <laughs> this one right here. This, this, this little name right there. Jacques. Jacques? Oh, thank God. Okay. Jacquees. Ja- it's Jacquees, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're reading like Shakespearean, mm-hmm. often it is like Jacquees or Jacquees or whatever, so that it has like the meter line up correctly. Oh, yeah. okay. But no, if it's French, it's Jacques. Okay, so that's Jacques Adam Haitken. Um, He made Nightmare on Elm Street 2 as well after this one. Only did that one, though. I don't think he did other ones. I'm hmm. pretty sure he just did the first one, the second one. Uh, he was known specifically for working with Wes Craven a lot mm-hmm. and specifically just doing a shit ton of horror films. I didn't write them all down because I was like, where do you stop at that point? I was yeah. like, there's just so many. <laughs> so just basically doing a shit ton of horror movies, uh, but a lot with Wes Craven. Uh, music was Charles Bernstein. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about Charles Bernstein before because the name is familiar. He had to do something synthy somewhere. Right. And when I looked at the music, like I looked at like what he had done, I couldn't find... Like, anything that we had already done? Huh. But we had to have. Point is, okay. he's also done Cujo, which I was very right. surprised. Huh. Because this is a very synthy, um, like, uh, soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Cujo is. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't tell seen you. It. I can't remember. I haven't seen it. I'm pretty, I've seen it and I, I don't recall any synth. But, uh, so it was Cujo, Deadly Friend, April Fool's Day. Uh, mm. and he said he also really enjoyed working with Craven. Oh. Uh, said that he, like, gave him a ton of freedom and was like, just do whatever you want, man. But they had a low budget, which is why it's so synthy. So he yeah. was just like, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, Synth. luckily it worked out very well. It really did. It was so good. One of the articles I read oh, no. said that they went over budget pretty significantly. Mm-hmm. And like a bunch of backers in the progress in the process like dipped out. And we're like, we no longer believe in this project. And most of their money was from some guy in like Ukraine oh, no. or Yugoslavia or something who wanted his girlfriend in movies. And so he fronted like half of their capital. <laughs> That's amazing. This is incredible. Well, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of budget, then, uh, do you do you know the budget? You might know. No. Okay. So the budget was only one point one million, which is, I mean, relatively low. Yeah. I guess it's not huge. Yeah. But do you know how much it made? This would be worldwide, so this isn't like opening weekend or anything. This is the whole run. Uh, I want Lindsay to guess first because I did see numbers and I might have remembered a few. Okay. Them. You've told me to think of numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's yeah. actually not going to happen. Yeah, okay. okay I'm going to okay, say, okay. here's my guess. Two billion. A lot. Oh. <laughs> okay, see, a lot was a little bit more than I was going to guess, but. I think it's going to be a lot. That's great because yeah. you technically could only be wrong 50, 50%. Like, I mean. 327 million. Whoa. 57 specific. million. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> so, I might have read about like, like the whole series. <laughs> Fifty-seven million sounds like a lot of money. I hate it because Lindsay's not wrong. I yeah. mean, technically, yeah. yes, they really did make their money back quite yeah. a bit. People fucking loved this movie, oh, yeah. and for and good still reason. Still do. It's really good. It's so good. After reading like some of the fun facts and how it was made and the special effects, I just loved it even more, and I can't wait to tell you because I did write down specifically three moments that I loved from the movie and how they made it because I thought it was great. Is it the rotating room? Yes. I want to hear all about it. So I'll start with the. I'll save that one. Mm -hmm. But my first one was the melting stairs. Mm. So the melting stairs was actually someone's idea because I can't remember who, but someone on the crew, it was their idea because they had a dream where they were like stepping in something and they were like- Marshmallows, yeah. Yeah. So they're like, that sucks. So it's pancake mix. So- (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) So it's just a bunch of pancake mix. Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, Love that. Uh, My next favorite part was the bathtub. So it is, uh, it's a set piece, obviously, and like the bathtub is bottomless and it's literally just a pool underneath that entire set. Holy shit. So it's filmed above it and like basically when they pull her down, yeah, it's just a pool and that's where he is chilling with his hands. With his hands. That makes me dizzy thinking about it. Right? God, it's such a- scary? It's such a scary scene. And to think that there's there's actually a pool under there and it's not two separate shots. That That upsets me deeply. It's so stressful. (laughs) Really terrifying. In the best way. Yeah, Yeah. so it's completely bottomless, which is why I think she's sitting like that. I don't, I can't say for sure because I was just Mm. reading some facts, but you know how her legs are so open. Yeah, I was like, one- She's holding herself up. It's weird, but two, I think she's holding herself up because it's- Bottom. Well, and they had to get that weird shot of the knives right, right between her knees that I didn't love. I fucking hated I don't that. Love that. It's, it's a very odd. It I reminds love a lot me of the... things about this movie, but oh, yeah. that was a weird choice. Yeah, that I didn't like. It felt a lot like the tree scene in The Evil Dead. Yes. Yeah, it's like a very common thing that male directors do, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I hate this. Thank yeah. you. It, yeah, and like. I, it's just gross. I think that like she had to sit like that to sit up. And so they were like, well, let's utilize this. Right. And, and it was kind of like, mm, maybe don't. <laughs> but still super cool effect. Like the fact yeah. that there's a pool underneath is terrifying. I do hate that <laughs> shot though. <laughs> and then yes, the, so the giant fucking, uh, it's technically a waterfall, but it's moved to not look like that. The giant thing of blood. <gasps> uh, yes. The blood geyser. The blood geyser. I yes. Love the blood geyser. So the cameraman and uh, Craven were sitting in seats that were like basically mounted, uh-huh. and the whole set is basically rotated uh, upside down. And um, the camera remained stationary though, so wherever it was, and they took red dyed water because the blood wasn't quite right for this moment. Mm-hmm. So they, it's just water that's been dyed red, and they just dumped it into like a hole basically to be like, boop, there you go. And then they flip it back right side up to make it look like it is pouring upwards. And apparently the water, like when they dumped it, it it like spun around and did a bunch of weird shit and it fell really weird. Yeah. So it, so it made the room spin some more and it went out the window and it dumped like all over Craven and Nancy. (laughs) So, (laughs) so apparently they got hit with a bunch of fucking fake blood and Mm -hmm. stuff in that scene because yeah, they were standing just in a very unfortunate spot. Um, wow. but yeah, so it's just them dumping stuff and then just reversing the camera so it looks right side up when really, and that's actually the same room, uh, that they do the Tina's death. Yeah. Oh. So it's the same exact room, so they could do the same thing with the rotating, uh, with that skeleton that falls through the thing. Same thing. It's a rotated thing where they just dropped oh. a skeleton through this hole and then they were like, now flip it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, uh, do you know how much blood they used for this movie by chance? A lot. You won't be wrong. Uh, more <laughs> than a lot. Yeah. 500 gallons. <gasps> so 500 gallons of fake blood uh, was used. 
And also uh, the high school where they filmed like the school scenes. Yeah, yeah. Two more movies were filmed at that school. Do you want to know what movies? Uh, have we covered them? No. Oh, then I have no idea. No. I thought you were gonna say a lot. I was like, go ahead, <laughs> say it. Heathers. Oh, that would have been funny. It's Grease and Pretty in Pink. <laughs> oh, I've seen neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're very happy movies. Oh, compared, they are very okay. happy movies. So, comparatively. Yeah. I just thought it was so funny because the high school is very creepy in this. Obviously, they're not in it for very long, but the parts that they are really creep me out. And then when they were like, also filmed Grease, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Then pretty you see pink. Tina's body bag in the background of Grease. Oh god, <laughs> so gross. Can't wait to oh, talk but... about that. Um, those are all my facts. Nice. Yeah, I like. I just those wanted facts. to cover my favorite parts because um, those are just great. And I thought that the bathtub part was wild. What I didn't I, even think about that. I didn't even think about that either. Yeah. I thought it was just. I, I just assumed know. it was a separate shot. Yeah, I like assumed... they did her in the tub yeah. and had her dunk down a couple times, and then they did her in like a a tank or a pool, right? Separately. Yeah, and then edited Bottomless. it together. Same. Oh, God, Fucking I hate that. terrifying. It makes it worse when like, you know. Oh, so much worse. Yeah. Oh, and it, honestly, the pancake mix thing is worse for me too. Because imagine yeah. how sticky. <laughs> See, okay, I thought yeah. it was something. I thought it was some sort of breakfast material. I was thinking it was like oatmeal and like uh, like paper mache and oatmeal paper because that would have that same stretchy. Oh, it is stretchy. Yeah. yeah. So it was really like they really activated the gluten. I'm sorry, that was stupid. No, I love <laughs> it. I love it. Oh God. Oh, it, I thought it was marshmallow fluff. Not gonna lie, I it mean, looked like. That, Cause, yeah, because it had that pull to it when she lifted her foot yep. up the stairs. Because like you're never. It really that looked off. like it was coming back down. It on had her. to just be some thick fucking pancake yeah. mix. Yeah. then. but apparently that's what it was. Probably overmixed a little bit. And listen, that's what I'm all of my facts could be wrong. Maybe someone no. made this up. But this is what all I've of the learned. facts. Did you make them up? Yes, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Do you just make up the facts for every movie? They're yes. all lies. Absolutely. Every episode, Nikki's just here full of shit. I'm the... waiting for someone to say it, and finally it's someone me. has. The greatest long form of torture would be if you made up the budget and the amount it made every time. And every time <laughs> you've been just... right, and I'm like, yeah, Kate, uh-huh. way more than that. You're so and you're like, oh, it was two billion, fool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah, just gaslighting everybody. What yeah. a stinker. <laughs> I have another podcast where I talk about all the times I've gaslit. <laughs> it's just called Gaslighting Kate. <laughs> I would never. I know I have to give a summary. That's um, a part of the gaslighting. <laughs> I don't want to do a summary because this one actually has more to it than other things. And I can't just say bad things happen like usual. Bad things happen and then some other bad things happen. See, that's my usual And there's summary. also dreaming. There's also dreaming. <laughs> Sometimes um, there's gin. <laughs> Sometimes there's gin. There's a lot of gin. I was trying to determine, is that gin or is that vodka? It's gin. It's gin. Ah, uh, okay. Nice. All right, She's I got a this. fancy mom. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Uh-huh. Rowdy teens get yeah. too rowdy, so a dead man kills them in their dreams. Oh, okay. Pretty good, right? Okay. Some of them are rowdier than others. I said some get pretty rowdy. Okay, no, I, that's, okay, okay, okay. You didn't lie. I didn't say they all got too rowdy. Yeah. Some teens are rowdier than others. And all the teens pay. And yeah. all the teens pay. Yeah, none of the teens really win here. <laughs> some, of the, some of the parents got rowdy and the some teens of the pay. Also got rowdy. Oh, rowdy. They, that mom and her gin. Okay, I can't <laughs> wait to hear a more summary because I know that it's going to be better than <laughs> what I've just done. 
which is Rotten Tomatoes. In Wes Craven's classic slasher film, several Midwestern teens fall prey to Freddy Krueger, a disfigured midnight mangler who preys on the teens in their dreams, which, in turn, kills them in reality. After investigating the phenomenon, Nancy begins to suspect that a dark secret kept by her and her friend's parents may be the key to unraveling the mystery. But can Nancy and her boyfriend Glenn solve the puzzle before it's too late? Glenn doesn't do shit! Glenn is useless. <laughs> oh, I was like, my God. and Glenn! I'm like, Glenn doesn't try to solve this once. No, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. He falls asleep every single time she tells him don't fall asleep. She's she like, literally okay, well. asks one thing of him yeah. the entire movie, and that is, don't fall asleep. And, and he's like, absolutely, babe. She wakes up and she's literally like, you had one job. (laughs) She literally says, I asked you one thing. And he was like, I'm tired. I'm sweepy. I'm a little sweepy. (laughs) Sweepy baby. (laughs) Fuck you, Johnny Depp. Go talk to Glenn. Glenn, sleep. Also, I definitely did read that same description before we watched the movie. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember at any point. And I had to question myself. Midnight Mangler? Midnight Mangler. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. clearly what was written on the movie poster in the 80s. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Freddy uh, Krueger, the Midnight Mangler. They love alliteration in the 80s. <laughs> what can I say? They do, And they genuinely. don't say it anywhere in the movie. It's no. just a funny little synopsi. Just personally. Would you say this was mangling? Would you? <laughs> Would you say... This man mangled. They have to at least mangle too, or else yeah. it doesn't. He can't be a mangler. Yeah. He was like, "What do you call this then?" As he scratches like, through oh, a bed God, sheet, he's mangling. like, "This is the mangling." Yes, from the title. From the title. <laughs> I like the tagline a lot. It makes me laugh. And they're just like, "If Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, nobody will." And I'm just like, "What? <laughs> like, what are you talking about?" Oh, <laughs> God. Okay, that was a better summary than I gave for sure, but it usually is. Um, and I'm so excited. To see what the fuck you did in Nerd Corner. Because I was watching this and I was like, what, what is she going to talk about? This is the second time we've covered a movie this month that's about, like, dreams. What's our deal with dreaming and Sorry, sleep? I suddenly forgot everything that we've covered this month. Insidious. Insidious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that's interesting because there was actually a bit of a through line from really? Insidious to this. Just in my brain space. Oh. Maybe I'll get into it. Maybe I won't. Um, I fun fact, though. I did mention Insidious to a friend. I was like, oh, yeah, we did Insidious. And they were like, I always get that confused with Sinister. <laughs> and I was like, see? <laughs> I was talking to one of our friends that we want to have on eventually. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, you know, I see you already did the movie I wanted to do. And I was like, no, no, no. We didn't do Sinister. We did Insidious. And they're like, oh, shit. I always get them mixed up. <laughs> Thank you. It's the same movie for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was a great episode. I don't listen to your podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you? Why would you listen? It's no. just... That's for, like, dinner friends and above. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I shouldn't have one friend ever. Okay, so... Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Night Around Elm Street came out in a very interesting time period. We've talked a lot about the 80s mm-hmm. on the podcast. You wouldn't know because you don't listen. Absolutely but, never. Us, for yeah. sure. But we have talked about the 80s more than I ever anticipated talking we about, about the, the 80s. a lot. Yeah. So we're going to go back to a few of the topics that we did cover in episode two, Mm -hmm. the original It Chapter One, uh, and add in another element, milk cartons. Specifically, the practice of putting photos of missing children on them. I forgot that that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into that. So I'm not sure. That was real? People, like, that, that was a thing that happened? We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just nervous. I'm excited. I knocked over my lotion. I was so into the bit. Okay. Sorry. I was like, hmm. <laughs> my chair's squeaky. <laughs> I'm not sure the extent to which this was a societally known thing for other 90s kids, but I remember it being a reference, but not like a present reality. Yeah. But I also was like an old soul where I was like, I know adult jokes, but not like bad jokes, but like, 
oh, airplane food. Like, uh, that's the yes, level of that, adult jokes that I yes. knew as a child. You knew Frasier. <laughs> yeah. The show Frasier, yeah. Never having seen Frasier. Yes, I knew it deeply. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Frasier, but that's what adults like. Yeah, adults love this shit. Uh, so upon further research, it made sense that it wasn't really a thing that I actually saw in the 90s on the kitchen table because mm-hmm. they were basically obsolete by 96 when yeah. the Amber Alert system was implemented. So for anyone that's unfamiliar with the whole milk curtain thing and like the specific cultural tensions of the 80s, I will provide a brief summary. (laughs) So it's time to revisit Stranger Danger and Moral Panics. I love Stranger Danger. And I gave this episode... (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love a good moral panic. So I gave this definition in episode two, and I think it's still a good one. Mm -hmm. So in a 2019 article, Ashley Crossman says it is, quote, a widespread fear, most often an irrational one, that someone or something is a threat to the values, safety, and interests of a community or society at large. Typically, a moral panic is perpetuated by the news media, fueled by politicians, and often results in the passage of new laws or policies that target the source of the panic. Is this when we talked about clowns? Yes and no. Oh. We talked, we okay. did two It episodes. The first one was Stranger right. Danger Moral Panics. The second one was Clown Panic. The second panics. one was Clown Panic. I regret to inform you, we will not be covering Clown Panic. That's okay. This We've done it enough yeah. and it still makes me laugh. Bomb I made of clown? Remember bomb made of bomb. when clowns were just everywhere? Yeah, I do. I actually worked at a costume shop oh, at the time. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and there was a moment where my boss was like, do I need to pull the clown costumes like <laughs> off the rack? <laughs> Are the police going to like start coming to ask us questions and i was just like no no i think we're okay yeah i, I think just, it's fine i think we're good chet yeah. i can't get over the fact that there was a time in our lives where clowns were like well, we're out here we're doing, our, time. we're doing our sinful things whatever all right i'm ready okay squeak by the background with their pictures <laughs> I can't do it again because I know I won't do it well. I really hope all my clown friends aren't offended right now, though. I, I think do, they like that. I do have clown friends who are probably going to be like, what the fuck? I was a I respect clowning. No, I wasn't. I was dressed as a clown when I watched the Titanic, so it's different. Um, okay, I remember that now. I remember that there. I forgot that it was two different things. I get you, yeah. I love that. So at the end of the 70s and the start of the 80s, there were several very publicized abductions and murders of young white boys. This is going to be sad for a minute. Just a minute. This is a horror podcast. Uh, So Eaton Pats was six when he Mm -hmm. disappeared in 79 on his way to the school bus stop. And Adam Walsh, also six, was abducted from a series in 1981. His body, some of his body was found two weeks later. Just as heaven. In a drainage ditch. So very grim stuff. Yeah. The amount of media attention to these cases mm-hmm. has been credited with launching the Stranger Danger Panic, like oh, into the mainstream. Okay. Adam Walsh's story was turned into the TV movie Adam, which mm-hmm. on its original 1983 era date reportedly held the attention of 38 million viewers. Holy shit. Yes. That movie was rebroadcast two more times mm-hmm. over the next few years. And each broadcast, there would be a series of photos at the end of currently missing children with like oh, this appeal, shit. like help us find them. You can prevent the death right. of a child like Adam. Jeez. You know, yeah. So there is a board game called Strangers and Dangers. Uh, PSAs. A board game? Yep. After school oh. specials, Stranger Danger episodes of popular television shows or books like the Berenstain Bears. Berenstain Bears. Yeah. Uh, Those bears. So Those that was bears. like on the social side targeting mostly children where it's right. like 
uh, don't talk to strangers, don't trust strangers, they don't have a puppy, they don't have candy, look right. for windows on that van, run away, scream. Like, I remember being taught stranger danger. I do too, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember when we would practice screaming. I never did what? that. Yeah, they had, okay, I was probably in like second grade and yeah. they had someone come in teaching stranger danger and they're like, you need to scream as loud as you can. And I saw this woman just like prepare her soul for a room full of second graders <laughs> oh, screaming at the top of their lungs all at the same time. Oh, God. Yeah. I remember As a you told former me this. preschool teacher, I can't no. imagine how you prepare for that. No, there's no. Absolutely not. She might still be scarred emotionally and uh, physically. Probably. Yeah. No. Your oh, hearing God. doesn't come yeah, back from that. Yeah, her hearing's probably fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this poor woman. How's your hearing? Yucked. <laughs> Yucked. Yucked. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was the cultural side. And yeah. in the political realm, there was Reagan's protect the children campaign mm-hmm. element yeah. and years of testimony in federal hearings repeating inflated st- statistics. Yeah. So notably, the children receiving the most media attention were white, and there were dozens of children of color who went missing, even in concentrated areas, but never received the same coverage or care. Still doesn't. Like, no. yeah. <laughs> it's still an issue. We've talked yep. about it before, and it just sucks. Yeah. And all of this also ignores the fact that most kidnappings are from someone that the child knows. Right. It's usually the non-custodial parent. Mm -hmm. And the vast majority of missing children do make it home safe. Mm -hmm. So if you read any of the testimony from Adam Walsh's father, who later did America's Most Wanted. Oh, yeah. um, Don't remember his name. Uh, Why would I? But he gave this very, like, impassioned speech about, like, children and terror and strangers and dangers. And it was... It was a lot, and almost all of it was just inflated statistics. Oh, God. Yep. So, in 1984, the year this came out, the Anderson Erickson, that's a lot of sons. That's a lot of names. That's a lot of names. Anderson Erickson Dairy in Des Moines, Iowa, began printing the faces of two missing children on their milk curtains. The children were Johnny Gosh and Eugene Martin, who were both residents of Des Moines when they went missing. The face on the milk carton trend grew rapidly in popularity, and soon the Missing Children Milk Carton Program was launched. By March of 1985, nearly half of all independent dairies in the U.S. were putting the faces of missing children on their milk cartons. It's so funny because, like, I know it's a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, it's like the stereotype when you think of, like, a milk carton. You're like, oh, the missing kid. But in my head, it seems unhinged that this is a thing that happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what, who was like, where should we advertise that kids are missing? Milk. Well, milk was very, especially in the 80s, yeah. milk was very prevalent in every household. Yeah. I guess that's it's true. Because that was something that they were like, this builds strong bones. This got is milk, calcium. Got milk, oh, which yeah. even though got milk was a lot more of a campaign in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a reason for it. And it's because um, Americans drink milk. Yeah, because we sell milk. Like, yeah, that's true. I guess I forgot that milk was yeah. like, like not as much now but it used to just be like well you gotta have milk in the house you so have it was like to. that i guess it makes sense now it just seems so strange because it's just like a weird pairing to think of like missing kids milk but i guess when you think of it like that it makes yeah. more sense it's more Wild. of a staple than a sun chip bag yeah, yeah also less noisy <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have you... sun chips? no <laughs> don't be so stupid <laughs> So, thankfully, this practice of putting the faces of missing children on your breakfast milk, mm-hmm. that was that faded out by the end of the 80s and was essentially rendered obsolete entirely in the 90s because of the Amber Alert system. Oh, right. Yeah. And yeah. there were no metrics showing the success of this campaign, but there were pediatricians with concerns no. about no. how frightened children were becoming about the next face on the breakfast milk table carton being them. Imagine. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, not having grown up with faces on the milk carton, but aware of the cultural, like, 
context mm-hmm. of that. Well, not the context, but like the the fact phrase. That it's a thing. Yeah. yeah, I was petrified of being abducted as a kid. I've told really? you some of my like weird yeah. random fears. I thought that someone was going to abduct me. <laughs> my parents put fake security alarm stickers on our windows and our doors because I was so afraid of someone abducting me. Oh my god! So if there's a strange abnormal fear I had as a child, like <laughs> I just did. <laughs> So what does this have to do with the Nightmare on Elm Street? (laughs) Well, very little about the content itself, but perhaps quite a bit about the context of the release. Yeah. So Wes Craven was pretty clear about his inspiration for his films. Did you come across that? I did, yeah. So so especially Last House on on the Left. I Mm -hmm. keep saying housed. (laughs) Housed. Housed. (laughs) Last House on the Left. So, so good. I liked That's it. Good. That was really good. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> well, I liked as, it. As your lunch friend, I think it was very good. <laughs> Nikki, you're a bitch. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was really aggressive. I'm a guest here. I'm gonna chill. I'm not don't chill. Yeah, I was like, guys. don't lie. I'm absolutely no not chill. Was chill. had that day. <laughs> <laughs> I love the narrator moment. She was not okay. She was not okay. <laughs> So he was pretty clear for it with Last House on the Left. Mm -hmm. He wanted to show the gritty, senseless violence of war, specifically because of the footage of the Vietnam War that he saw as a student. He basically was incensed by the U.S. government's lies and cover-ups and withheld footage. And he talks about that fairly extensively, uh, but he wanted to show people what real horror was, what Mm -hmm. violence actually looked like. Right. He was like, I'm not going to have a stylized, like, gunshot to the chest and slow fall. You're going to have a crater in your chest. You're going to be crawling across the ground until you die. So that was kind of the driving force behind Last House on the Left. Right. Which I will never be watching. Yeah, I've never never seen it, actually. uh, Trigger Warning City. Yeah, okay. I kind of thought. Yeah. It's a um, revenge... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not. I'm not. (laughs) So his attention to the Vietnam War War and lasting consequences also inspired the nightmare element of the film that we have gathered here to discuss. Right. Okay. That's what I read. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an article on Vulture from 2014 that's basically a series of quotes from Mm -hmm. various people involved in the franchise, including Craven. And when I say a series of quotes, I don't know if there's actually, like, paragraphs tying any of them together. It's just a bunch of quotes from a bunch right. of people that, like, somehow form a coherent story of Makes sense. what happened, <laughs> which is also really funny, because sometimes it feels kind of shady, because Wes Craven is like, yeah, I didn't have any control over this, and I actually didn't get residuals until, like, a decade later. And like, yeah, Wes Craven complained for a few years, so we finally gave him this. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, my God. Uh, I also... Oh, fuck. Uh, I had my emergency paper towel, but I didn't bring my article down. <laughs> paper towel that was held down with a pen in case the no fan is on in case it blew away i guess you never know maybe it's maybe a ghost was gonna try and take it but the pen was an obstacle yeah but anyway i had to print out the article because i hit my article limit on vulture god you and your limits (laughs) she had an article limit once on like an alaskan newspaper what (laughs) (laughs) which was doing research for a movie that like took place in alaska but she was like i hit my article limit on Anchorage Daily yeah. something and I was like how did you how many articles a lot. were you reading I read a lot fair enough so I thought that was funny we love, we love a good researcher honestly yeah someone's gotta do it I sit here with my little page A and written notes someone's gotta do the real stuff yeah I can't wait to show you guys my chicken scratch notes there's no it. research in there at all I love it it's good stuff so one of the quotes in the article mm-hmm. direct quote time uh, I'd read an article in the LA Times about a family who had escaped the killing fields in Cambodia and managed to get to the US. Mm-hmm. 
Things were fine, and then suddenly the young son was having very disturbing nightmares. He told his parents he was afraid that if he slept, the thing chasing him would get him, so he tried to stay awake for days at a time. When he finally fell asleep, his parents thought this crisis was over. Then they heard screams in the middle of the night. By the time they got to him, he was dead. He died in the middle of a nightmare. Here was a youngster having a vision of a harbor that everyone older was denying. That became the central line of Nightmare on Elm Street. Holy shit, I didn't know he died. I knew that it was about... My heart's breaking. This was so sad. Actually a trend. So I dug into this a little bit and found a 2018 article about it on history.com. Oh my god. Uh, So quote, the story Craven described wasn't an isolated incident. Oh no. Dozens of Southeast Asian refugees in America died for unknown reasons in their sleep during the 1980s. What the fuck? The mysterious deaths were usually among young men in their 20s and 30s from the Hmong ethnic group and affected a large enough segment of this population to alarm public health experts. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah. yeah. Fucking terrifying. Yeah. What? So I, you know, I have chills. This is not the epidemiology. <laughs> I was going to say epidemiological, but then I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> so this like, is oh, not God. like epi corner, yeah. but it's very sad, obviously. Right. And then also just fascinating yeah it's very interesting and it's what they really determined they kind of sudden infant death day where they were just like well it's sudden unknown nighttime death sons yeah like what do you um, jesus it's almost certainly connected to trauma right and a lot of them have said like hey what about like the chemicals that you dropped on us and then the scientist like it couldn't be that (laughs) who knows what it is what a mystery well and i think it also goes along with which ties into more themes of the movie is just not listening to people yep Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just not listening. That that little boy yeah. told, told his parents and nobody listened to him. Jeez. God. My heart. So we have the historical context that inspired the film. Yeah. And when he first had the idea in 79, we understand mm-hmm. like the context of that, but then the cultural milieu of when it hit theaters. Oh, right. So interestingly, Freddie is killed by the parents because he is a child killer, but that is not the focus of the film. No, no. Oddly enough, yeah. It's just, it's just a, a, a it's. I want to say a funny little bit because I laughed at it. But it's only because it's, it's so not ridiculous. funny. Being a child killer is not funny. Mm-mm. But the moment in the film, it's, it's so small yep. and it's so quick and it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. funny. Yeah. She's like, "Mommy took care of it." <laughs> Mommy don't worry. Ki- Mommy killed him. Mommy <laughs> killed a man for you. Don't even worry. That was a direct quote. Mommy killed him. Don't Mommy worry. Mommy killed yeah. him. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. What? And then it went away. And then they did. They were just like, "It's okay. This moment's over." All right, yeah. bye. Uh huh. What? In my uh, notes. Okay, so the mom leads her down to the cellar and then sits her down next to a furnace. Yeah. And I was just like, "Come downstairs, mommy." Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the daughter was like, "I have something to show you." <laughs> Uh, it's like, mommy has to show you the murder photos. <laughs> Honestly. Like, she was just like, come on, come on down. But please, come here. I have this nasty glove. As you never noticed in the basement, we do have the murder furnace over here. Uh, we don't mommy. actually use this furnace for the house. Yeah, yeah. It's just where mommy furnace. keeps the murder weapons. Yeah. But don't worry. Mommy took care of it. Mommy took care of it. This is where mommy's in. The evidence of my dark crime. <laughs> funny but it is yeah like it's very what the fuck this mom is just drunk on gin she's like come to the basement and it's it's also funny because for she drinks the whole movie the very first scene that you see the mom and she's pouring gin into her coffee oh yeah i forgot um but she she's really got this held together stance she looks great at no point does the mom look frazzled even when she's drunk as shit yeah but this moment she goes from being like i'm gonna take care of my daughter to 
mommy murdered a man for you. <laughs> the vibe of like i need to tell you about your first period but this is awkward for me <laughs> it's murdering a man and your first period should never have the same and yet here we are oh god okay so so <laughs> the focus of the movie is not that he was a child killer right it's more of the impetus to like how he got to where he is mm-hmm. and so it instead looks at the consequences of killing him and Freddy's Revenge Spree. We have a movie released during the height of the Stranger Danger moral panic that has a child-killing villain, but the movie's hardly about an active threat to children. Nope. <laughs> Instead, it focuses on teenagers struggling to, to navigate the failures and shortcomings of their parents as they try to survive the attacks of a villain that savors their pain and exploits their fears. Yeah. An article on Sin Essential, which I think is a cool title, <laughs> um, said, quote, right at the moment when parents' fears about harm coming to their children is peaking, Kruger arrives on the scene. In life, Kruger is a stranger striking children at random, the embodiments of parents' worst fears. In death, he attacks the children of his killers where their parents can't protect them in their minds. Whether human or supernatural, his target remains the same and the parents feel helpless against him. So I think it's interesting where we have this look at the parents because the characterization of every single fucking parent in this movie is useless. Useless. Absolutely useless. And we consider alongside the helplessness parents must have been feeling at the time when everything around them is telling them your children aren't safe and you can't protect them. Right. So we see true parental grief in this movie, but we don't see them doing anything effective or helpful. Never. Or healthy. (laughs) It's just useless the whole time. And there's a trope, adults are useless, which Mm -hmm. is often used as a plot point where it's just like, oh, well, the only way that this child can like deal drugs, which leads to this thing is if teachers aren't paying attention. Right. So adults are useless because the plot requires it. But I think this goes beyond that. It's intentional. Mm -hmm. But to what end? But also the parents being useless uh, feels like a helpless situation because what could they do? Yeah. These are the parents trying to be helpful yeah. but there's, again. there's literally nothing that they can do yeah oh god so i think it's really interesting to say like okay well we watch this movie and we're like mom put down the gin dad come outside then <laughs> <And laughs> please <laughs> father god. and i think it's just really interesting to think about like how the parents of that time period mm-hmm. must have been feeling helpless and scared and then we have something that looks very ineffectual but at the root of it you're right there's nothing they can do to help, really, yeah, right. except, you know, be honest from the beginning. But right, who would do right. that? <laughs> but even so, he's attacking them in, in their dreams. Uh, in their dreams. Yeah. Nancy's mom really did her best. She mm. did her very best. She tried, I... but literally there was nothing she could do. Even if she had told Nancy sooner, what would that have accomplished? I feel right. like if How... she had told her sooner, I mean, like once Nancy knew what was going down, she was like, okay, well, I'm into survival. I'm going to make a bunch of traps and I'm going to make a plan. That's true. Nancy's mom could have helped with the plan. I also feel like that was coming to fruition before Nancy's mom spilled the beans. Nancy is smart yeah. and she started she, solving that puzzle yeah. immediately. Yeah. She did figure shit out pretty quick, which yeah. is wild. But at the same time, Nancy. yeah, I'm like, I don't know if her mom being honest would have like helped the situation, but it probably would have helped Nancy at least yeah. to not feel so alone. That's and her mom kept making like, her feel like she was crazy. Right. So it's like this balance where the dad didn't believe her, mom didn't believe her, but tried her best. So you have like a mix of parents that ultimately do nothing. Yeah. Like they're trying their, well, one of them's trying their best. One of them's a shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it almost like wouldn't have done anything anyway. 
except put Nancy's mind at ease a little bit to know yeah. that the person was real. Right. So I yeah. see it from both angles yeah. of like, just fucking listen. Just talk to your yeah. kids. Yeah. Talk to your kids. Like, geez. Yep. And God. then there was like the denial instead of working mm-hmm. through trauma. It was like, no, no, no. We drink the gin to forget. Mommy Do what? handled Forget. this. Mommy you're not it, actually said. in danger. The danger that you've been in, now that I'm telling you, mm-hmm. you're actually not in danger. Yeah, you're fine. Mommy fixed it. You're she not in danger. You imagined your friend dying. Yeah, that's not real. Both of them. Don't even worry about yeah. it. How many? Oh, shit. Three. You imagined it. You imagined <laughs> Those it, babe. two murders you witnessed with your own eyes? Have some gin. No. Not real. Have some gin. <laughs> Don't drink my coffee. That's mommy. That's mommy. Don't drink my coffee. <laughs> Oh, gin and coffee sounds disgusting. It really does. Whiskey and coffee? Great. Fine. Amazing. Whiskey? No. Gin and coffee? No, no. No, 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 no. Like I'll believe you. I hate coffee. Yeah, um, I forgot. You just like, I hate your podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> here. <laughs> I'm joking. I love it's you guys. You're my best Bacon's wine. <laughs> you can't have any more Zach Bacon's wine. Yeah. So that's Nerd Quarter. Oh, interesting. The, the nightmare thing freaks me out. Yeah. Like the thing it's based on, that freaks mm-hmm. me the fuck out. I almost, I thought about doing like a deep dive into nightmares, but the study of dreams like neurology mm-hmm. isn't, first of all, really recognized as like a science. Mm-hmm. And then second of all, it's very subjective and culturally dependent. And then it's also just, I, I don't want to touch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have chronic bad nightmares. I'm like, right. I'm just not going to instead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. You don't need to feed that. Um, no, that's interesting. I that's wild. The milk carton thing is wild too, because like it, I knew it was real. I I thought for sure. I was like, it's got to be real. Like it's no way they faked yeah. that. But also, I just didn't think about it being a thing until yeah, because it wasn't when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, and for as long as I can remember, milk cartons were the plastic jugs that they are now. Yeah. Right. I've always yeah. had that. I never had anything else. So yeah. cardboard cartons were the small things you got in the yeah. cafeteria cool. at school. And yeah, I think part I of passed them to put them on those too. Yeah, honestly. Part of my knowledge around this might have actually come from a book that I never finished because I like censored my own reading. Oh God. Uh, so I was a child and I was reading a book called The Face in the Milk Garden and it is ostensibly oh, no. about a girl who's like a teenager. That was a Lifetime movie as well. I remember Fuck. it as a Lifetime movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, it made me really nervous. I was like, what mm-hmm. if I was switched or stolen at birth yeah. and, and now oh, I'm living my with God. a yeah. family? Yeah, because she's a teenager. She's yeah. lived with these people her whole life as far as she remembers and then suddenly like, she's like, oh, I think that this I... This is me. This is me. On the milk carton. Yeah, but what also happened was that she was like in her burgeoning sexuality and I, always reading above my age group, was like, this is inappropriate for little Katie. <laughs> and I said it. I never finished it. Kate was like, oh, I can't. Maybe Kate was so good. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> I can't. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that as a Lifetime movie and I remember oh, being shit. like, oh no. But also my sister used to tell me that I was adopted by aliens or something. Yeah. So I was already pretty sure this wasn't my family. My sister did tell me I was adopted once and I thought she said a doctor. So I went to my mom and said, mom, I'm adopted. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, cows! <laughs> I absolutely love it. As an only child, I unfortunately never got to experience being told I was adopted. My dad told me I was adopted a lot, but... Don't worry, you know. I'll bully you like an older sister. You yeah. do, and we're fine. Thanks. <laughs> we're good. And I'm just your younger sister poking you like that. That's <laughs> both worlds. Thank you guys so much. Uh-huh. You missed out in your youth, but now you've got it. I'm yeah. just going to bully like you all the time. <laughs> it's so fun. You love it. But yeah, I never had that fear. I mean... I don't know. I was scared to be alone. Like, you know, like when you get to the age where you can like be left home alone and stuff. <laughs> no. I hate it. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. And now I'm like, don't ever be in my house. <laughs> I only want to be alone. I I was, as a kid, I was fine with it. Because um, me and my sister got left home 
pretty early on in our mm-hmm. life. Um, I'm not gonna roast a, I'm not gonna roast a dead parent. <laughs> Maybe I will. They burn um, easier. What's he gonna do? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh no! None of my family's gonna listen to this. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but I think around like 13 or 14. Uh, when I started to watch like Law and Order and stuff, I started to get really paranoid. Yeah. I know. So I was where you are now, where you're like, everybody leave. I'd be like, can everybody just leave my house? As an eight year old, I'm like, can everybody just get the fuck out of my house? I want to be home alone. And they would. Um, and now as a 30 year old woman, I'm like, please, nobody leave me. I'm so scared. I just like, I'm so scared. I was <laughs> listening to Lore when I lived oh, with yeah. three roommates at this time, and none of them were there. And I just listened to an episode that scared me so bad, I backed into a corner in the kitchen and sat there until they came home. I love that this was an opposite thing because as a kid, I was so scared of the. Okay, hold on. This is going to be embarrassing. I was so scared of the movie Leprechaun. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was be? so scared of the movie Leprechaun that I remember one time being home alone and getting scared that he was in the house. So for, I'm not exaggerating, the full eight hours that my dad was at work, I sat on our porch swing and just waited because I thought I was safe on the porch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Leprechauns like, hate porches. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're out in broad daylight. He he's couldn't not, get me. He's not going to make a move in he public. He freckles in the light, you know? No, he's not going to do that. <laughs> So I sat there for like eight hours just waiting. And when he finally came home, I didn't tell him that I was scared of the leprechaun. I was just like, oh, you're home. Let's go. Like, I've been waiting for you. (laughs) Yeah. So as an only child, I wasn't scared of like real life danger because I had no one to like be there to perpetuate it. I was just scared of what I saw on TV. Mm. So like leprechauns, um, ghosts. Well, I mean, so was I, but I watched... Law and Order as you and too. forensic files as I a child. I watched a lot of Monk, so I was scared of a lot of those same things. <laughs> Mostly that people were trying to poison me. That was a you solid three months of poisoning. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I guess I just, I, I didn't really have those fears now that I did then, sort of, of the leprechaun. I'm no longer afraid of him. He can't get me. He could. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you do that? <laughs> this is the older sister thing coming through. <laughs> but now that we're talking about horror... I think this movie is super effective at being scary, but also kind of goofy. Yeah. But not necessarily intentionally goofy like other movies that we've watched are. Like, I guess Evil Dead's not necessarily supposed to be goofy. But, um, oh, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cabin in the Woods is, like, specifically goofy, supposed to be kind of funny in all the tropes, ha, ha, ha. But this one, I think, is goofy just kind of on accident. But it works so well. I think it makes it... (laughs) fun yeah i think i think because you can tell the actors are having fun you can tell that this was a, a creation that everybody had a good time making and it translates on screen yeah it's weird yes and like, so anything anything that is funny albeit unintentionally <laughs> naturally works because everybody's yeah. like this is it the part that got me was when tina's body hits oh, no. rod yes! <laughs> We talked about that. We talked about that at work. Because Lindsay and I work together, by the way. So Lindsay and I talked about this. I was like, when she smacks into him and he's just like, I locked in the face with his dead girlfriend. Yeah. Or his dying girlfriend. Sorry. I could not stop laughing. And like the mom cracked me up. But like none of it fell out of place just because I was like, I don't know. Like you said, they're having fun. Like it's just a good movie. But it's also scary. Yeah. It. And I think that makes it just more unsettling because then you're like, this is goofy. This is good. And then Tina in the body bag, you're like, that's not That's horrifying. It's not funny. Being pulled into the pool. It's so fucking scary. Mm. Uh, However, 
the accordion arms. The accordion that arms. That was a lot. So I, <laughs> I love them so much. I, I paused and I was like, wait, 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 wait. I need a minute. I was waiting because I've seen this movie a lot. Like, I can accidentally quote it. Like, I'll be watching it. The person with me will be like, can you stop? Huh? You keep talking. You keep <laughs> reciting the movie. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just really good. So when the part comes up, I'm just like, here's my chance. Here's my time, you guys. Just here. It's the accordion arms. It's so funny. But I mean, why I, did they do that? I, like, why? I wonder if they purposely tried to keep it kind of goofy because dreams are kind of goofy. Well, like, like sometimes. They did. Uh, they did. They had to. They did actually try and make parts of it funny because um, I think it's the seventh in the series. It's not really a part of the series. It's like, right. a, it's like a side movie. It's called Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and in interviews for that, He's like, this is my. This was my chance to make it as scary as I wanted it to be because mm-hmm. he he did at that point, I believe. And um, please don't quote me. I read these things and forgot where I'm I read them. I'm writing down what you're saying right Shit. now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, Wes Craven's new nightmare, which I think is the seventh one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's like, I want. I originally wanted Freddy to be a little more grotesque, a little scarier. And yeah. So he kind of got this makeover. For this version, which if anybody's never seen New Nightmare, <laughs> it's where Freddy Krueger haunts the cast of Nightmare on oh, Elm Street. Right. Oh, it's very meta. It's fucking great. Yeah, I've heard. Um, I see it. It's one of three that Wes Craven actually had a hand in for the whole series. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Um, but he did. I think he did originally want this to be like a very visceral scary. And you can see parts of that still in the film. But then you do get parts like, him coming from behind a tree, and Robert England just got the cheesiest grin. It was a really He's good, great. like green screen effect that they did for 1984, where he just kind of appeared behind this very thin tree while chasing. I Tina. love that. Oh, that was love such that a moment. Cool. Ow, I bit my tail. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> it was very smooth, and obviously Robert England is smiling and having fun. And that moment is both startling, funny, yeah, creepy, yeah. But I don't think it was as scary as I think Wes Craven originally imagined. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think the movie itself is scary. And I think that some of the parts that are funny, like, not necessarily the accordion arms, but, like, the way that Robert England uh, smiles and laughs and does everything, that's creepy. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it shows that this is a person who's just having a good time doing yeah. this. But then you have parts with, like, there's a few line deliveries that I think aren't necessarily supposed to be as funny as they are. Those are the few moments where I'm like, this movie's funny. Yeah. But then it'll go back to being scary and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm in it, I'm in it. So it's like, I'm never mad when it takes me out of the, the scary moments because I'm like, it's kind of funny. But then it, it does get you right back. Like, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it's like, still good. The parts where she's running, like she's trying to lure him out of the world, like keep yeah, him yeah, yeah. whatever. It may have been me not paying enough attention mm-hmm. to space because I'm bad at that. But the way that the dream logic like kept morphing where she goes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I feel like she went up and down the stairs the wrong amount of times to end up where she was. I was like, I love that shit. I love yes. when everything, like physics don't work. <laughs> right. And well, and they did that a little bit earlier when Tina was dying. Yeah. Where they, where they really blended the line between where just the dream end and the real world begin. Yeah, because right. they showed Freddy Krueger under the blanket with Tina. Yeah. And then he wasn't there again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where is he then? It's so, Where does he exist? And yeah. I am nervous about it. Right? Yeah. It was so cool. There were just some yeah. moments where I could had no idea when he could be seen by other people. Yeah. I was just like, what? What? Like, <laughs> it was just, I don't know. I like this movie so much. 
Yeah. So many um, of the yeah. articles I read were talking about the monster design of mm-hmm. Freddy. And to me, he is not the scary part. Mm-hmm. To me, the idea of what he can do is the scary part. But to me, like, seeing him, the claw, like, it's iconic. But to me, he's not the scary one. No. To me, the idea that your nightmares can have any purchase in reality is yeah. <laughs> frightening enough. Um, originally, uh... Robert England was not the person that they wanted to play Mm-mm. Freddy. Freddy was supposed to be huge, like a big guy, like this scary, like actual like monster and not like a human as much as he is. He's a lot more human than I think he was intended to be. Um, and so, the, but they saw him and they, they apparently he said, I like the dark places that Robert England could go. Yeah. Upsetting. But yeah. like, apparently, yeah, he had fun with it and he genuinely just was like, yeah, I'll do whatever I got to do. Yeah. And they loved that. So they cast him and I don't know, I think it works better. I, I think do too. I'm more scared of somebody who is like personality wise yeah. scary than like physicality. Yeah. You know? It's interesting because he was like known for being on like another TV show at the time. Mm-hmm. And he took this role because it worked in his schedule. Right. Uh, but like, when they were doing the casting call, they said that he was, like, too, like, baby-faced. Yes. He, like, looked too healthy, too cheerful. So, like, on the way to the audition, he licked his finger and put it in his ashtray and then smeared the ash beneath his eyes to make himself look a little <gasps> oh gaunter. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's an old trick. Don't worry. But it's really interesting because they're like, we just don't, I don't know, he's kind of baby-faced. He's, like, known to be, like, cute, curly-haired, whatever. Right. And he was like, no, 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 I can fuck you up. And they're like, yeah, okay, we see it. <laughs> yeah, apparently, I would love I would love to see his audition just to be like, what the fuck did he say? <laughs> to be like, yeah, I got a baby face, but watch this. Like, ugh. Um, but yeah, I love it. I think his personality works so well. I think that's what's so scary is not, like... The ridiculous accordion arms, they're scary, mm. but he's just so into it. There's, there's something very unsettling about a murderer who is having a fucking having blast. A he loves murdering. Freddy Krueger is having fun. He doesn't, I don't think he actually gives a shit that people are bleeding to death, that people no. are dying, that this is horrific. He's just like, this is a good time. This Dare is I what say. I want to do with my Saturday night. He's self-actualized. He really <laughs> <does>. <laughs> I think that's also what makes it so worse is this is a man who in his real life was murdering kids, right? Mm-hmm. Already he's terrifying. That's upsetting. But then now he, it's like they took a murderer and they were like, now what if we gave you the supernatural ability to murder at just times a hundred? Right. And he was like, hell yes. <laughs> like they gave this man the ability to super murder. And he was like, I love this. Basically, as soon as Freddy Krueger died, they were like, yeah. here's some magical murder powers. And yeah. he was like, it must be my birthday. <laughs> That's a good job breaking a hero trope. I didn't oh, actually, yeah. like, it doesn't actually occur, like, within the movie, but it's in the lore of the movie, mm-hmm. obviously, where it's like, oh, you've unlocked my supernatural powers. Thanks. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Like, it, and it's so scary. I love it so much. I love that he's just having a good time. I think that if he was a little more nonchalant, and I think if they took out some of the more ridiculous things, mm. it'd be a little less scary. Yeah. Just because yeah. it makes it seem like, oh, it's so fun. Because they do that in It as well. I was about to say Pennywise vibes. Pennywise vibes, because Pennywise is also having a fucking blast. Yeah. Right. And I mean, that was a lot of the discussion between the older It and the newer It, yeah. it is how much the actors kind of, one was like, I'm solely going to be a little bit more scary and one right. of them is going gonna to be a little bit more yeah. uh, clown-like in this because I'm a fucking clown. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did you listen to our episodes? Oh, it sounded like you, you might have listened, listened to, to our podcast. No, I absolutely didn't. Those are my own thoughts on oh, it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I would never listen to my podcast. <laughs> never. <Well>, this trash? <laughs> Not me. Just what with it? Just ghost with it? That doesn't even make Just sense. I don't, I don't get it. it. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you should really think of a more clever name for your podcast. Cut your parts out and just leave the whole conversation. And when people are like, what are all the blank parts? I'd be like, I don't want to tell you. Don't worry Former about lunch it. friend. Awkward. Former lunch friend. <laughs> but, but yes, it. I, I think it's so similar that like the Pennywise vibes are like, specifically Tim Curry's Pennywise is like, he's a clown. He's having a great time. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what made him so scary. And I think the similar thing is happening here. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think if you took out, like, it had just enough. Like how we said in Mothman Prophecies, it had like one too many of something. Like it was always a step too far. Yeah. This one was like just the right amount of steps. Yeah. One more ridiculous thing. I would have been like, okay. One more like pure scary thing. I don't know. I would have been like, eh, it's fine. But it, the balance was so good. Balance is really good. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this movie once before, Mm -hmm. but when I say I saw this movie, what I mean is my friend came over to my apartment and she brought a bottle of wine and I also had a bottle of wine. (laughs) And then we ate a lot of popcorn with M&Ms and drank both bottles of wine while watching a double feature, the second of which was Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, good. (laughs) So I hardly saw it. Curious though, what was the first? Oh God, it might've been House on Haunted Hill. Oh, okay. okay. Skateboard. Yes. Uh, the one thing I remember from the movie. But no, it was, um, I think we tried to balance like actual scary with like classic scary versus whatever. Right. But I remember being kind of bored with the movie. And then this time I was like, oh no, I was just drunk. Like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> and I also Gotta just- be the right mindset. <laughs> yeah. I just also appreciate it more now having like the context of the movies of the time, the movies of the decade before, the cultural context, like all of that has made me appreciate this movie so much more. And mm-hmm. I had a fucking blast watching it this yeah. time. It was just fun. Yeah. yeah. It's just a fun time. It is. And it it is just genuinely scary. I think the camera angles too are so cool. We already talked about the scene with the blood, but- I just think that's so cool that they were like, we have a small budget. We've got to do something buck wild. So they were like, let's just flip the whole fucking like scenery. Like, I don't know. It's super cool. And it did have that same thing that I talked about in, I think Annabelle and mm. the whaling where the set dressings also just did a good job oh, yeah. of, especially because that room that Johnny Depp is in, mm-hmm. same room that Tina's in eventually when she dies. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Because they did such a good job of being like, this is a whole new room. Like, I just, I think set dressing is so important. And I think they yeah. did such a good job, especially with like the boiler room stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. But I weird. think the music was also oh, yeah. a really great contributing factor because there were points where obviously you've got this really synthy music, but just a few times, instead of the music ramping up, just a couple layers of the music would drop. Mm. Yeah. Um, like Nancy, I think at one point Nancy's walking through the door and it's not like it becomes silent. But there is a moment where, like, just one layer just kind of fades out a little bit. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. Oh, no. (sighs) Yeah. It it was mixed well. Because, like, we've talked about this before where some movies, it's like either the dialogue is super, super quiet and you can't appreciate what they're saying. Music is super loud or it's vice versa, whatever. But this one was like, music would be loud and you'd be like, something scary is happening. And then all of a sudden, if they knew Nancy had to talk, like you said, or whatever, it was like a little bit. Like, it, it was just so nice. Yeah. I remember we talked about that a little bit at work when I was like, music was good, right? Like, I was like, like yeah. music. Yeah. I, I'm a slut for synth. Like, I really yeah. love it. It's really good. It, it works with the whole boiler room factory scary vibe. I don't know what it is about synth and a scary boiler room, but man, did they go together. Can I just, it's great. Can I just talk about like a weird pet peeve in this Always. movie though? Yeah. They keep talking about this boiler room. Oh, right. Oh, boy, oh, boy. 
it's a factory. What this isn't this is it a freestanding boiler room that the parents chase this man into, or is it a factory because it's fucking huge? It's not a boiler room. It's a boiler room. It's a factory, but they keep calling it a boiler room, which would be like. I want to picture these like dumbass white collar suburbanites, and so it's like boiler, and they're like in the boiler room. Actually, it's and they're like in the boiler room. There was steam. It's a boiler room. You could boil water there. That's what a boiler room is. Guys, I might have an answer to this. Do you? I think I might. Um, I'm ready. Apparently, there was more to Freddy's setup uh, that they cut out. He had a whole like little. Little fucking boiler room oh, nest. nest. Oh. He did. He had like a little nest that oh, he they did that in the remake. So then they that, did expand on that in the remake. I so do remember that. So apparently there was supposed to be like a whole room that was specifically Freddy's like room where he would like sleep and you were supposed to see it and it was supposed to be like this is where we killed him. So when they say boiler room, they may just be like, oops. <laughs> we didn't take that part out, but what? Who cares? Like, we like, were referring to a specific room that we never showed you. What we, mommy took care of it. <laughs> mommy took it's care fine. of it. But also the underneath of the school, and I know that this oh, is where, right. where part of it is dream mm-hmm. sequence where, you know, Freddie's luring Nancy mm-hmm. under the school with Tina's dead body. Mm, um, gross. But it, they made it look like the entire underneath of the school is like a steam factory. <laughs> That's not what your school was like? Is it your no. school not powered by steam? No, mine had <laughs> a mine little was? bomb shelter under it. Oh my which god. Is just, well, yeah, I mean, did No. Well, we, we live had... in America. Do you guys not have that? <laughs> Ours had an extensive basement. Fair, I did grow up uh near the largest navy base in the country. That'll do it. Okay. That'll do yeah, it. I grew up so in maybe that's Florida, something. So, we don't actually don't have basements there. <laughs> I that's... grew up in a cornfield. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like our mascot was corn the hurricanes. <laughs> we just in had hurricanes. Yeah, we got one Annually. once and we lost power for a week. Oh wow! That was yeah. Oh, that was God. in like 2008 or nine or something. Wow! Like the tail end of something hit us. Wait, I wonder if that was out. the one that destroyed my house. The one where you had to sleep next to gators after. Yes, I had to sleep next to alligators after, Ooh. and also my school was shut down for a full month. Ooh. I never went. It was amazing. Yeah, I had a <laughs> a two week period from a hurricane that yeah. like. Uh, I didn't have power for two weeks. Our school was closed. We didn't know when school was come, gonna come back Just open day. because yeah. I didn't have power. How was I supposed to check? Yeah. But my friend across the street who was on like a different uh, yeah. circuit, oh, yeah. yeah, she had power. My so, God, filter. The same thing happened to us. The neighbor across the street had power and their TV was in the window and my mom and I were sitting on the porch and we're like, they have bad taste in TV. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, just the, some of the location choices. And like I said, I get it. We're also in a nightmare. Right. Freddy's trying to be scary. Stop calling it a boiler room. But maybe I don't know that's why the scary part. That is a boiler room. You'll never know. That's a whole factory. Yeah, it's a whole I mean, ass factory. I'm better. I've, I've calmed down. Thank you. Other than you. the weird boiler room, though, <laughs> I do love um, Nancy's like house after the bars are put on. That's great and terrifying. Yeah. Because, uh, like, she's we see it's the just... fallen rose trellis. I'm like, yeah. oh, the end of medicine. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so effective, too, that, like, they put these bars on to be like, we're here to keep you safe. And then they leave her alone with her drunk mom. And the dad is like, yeah, call me if she needs anything. She's like, hey, dad, I need something. And the guy's like, should I get him? Do you think oh, I should get the, literally the says, funniest moment? Do you moment. think I should get him? 
I, I don't think we should. I was just I'm she dying. seems to be upset. She's literally, she's like, <laughs> literally probably breaking the window. <laughs> it's probably just a whooping thing. She's busting upset. windows out with an umbrella, and this guy's like. He like sees. She fl- seems distressed. <laughs> he sees smoke, and he's like, "That's probably not a woman thing, then." Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, you guys yeah, have smoke pour really out is. of you at a certain time of the this month. This episode, yeah. we talked about smoke your first month? period, <laughs> murdering a man, and the smoke that is necessary for well, this. No, I mean that's your first period. Yeah, first obviously, period, yeah. the smoke pours out, yeah. and then you know and that's your that's your childhood <laughs> smoke leaving, and then you suck in the adult smoke, and that's how you yeah. become a woman. <laughs> the, tra- <laughs> the rose trellis falls, and there's yeah. your adult. Yeah, and, and then I you am... burn down your house a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. I am a smoke woman now. <laughs> and then your mommy says, I took care of it. <laughs> Don't worry, I murdered him for you, babe. Oh, God. But, the, I mean, I didn't, I was so into this movie that I just didn't take notes. I was so like, yeah, I love this movie. And then afterward, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but, I mean, I've mostly covered everything. I, I just, like, for me at least, I just love the camera angles. I specifically love the goofy and the balance of being pretty scary. <laughs> There's a part in this movie, which we'll talk about because we do our favorite scare, that is um, probably the scariest part in any movie. I I think about it a lot Hmm. for some reason. It's not like it terrifies me. I don't have nightmares about it. But whenever I'm watching a movie or something, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that part. It's kind of like that. Like, Hmm. I don't know. It haunts me. But in a good way. Like, I think it's great. Okay. So. Uh, I'm like going through my night. My nightmares? My nightmare notes. My notes. (laughs) (laughs) They kind of are. Uh, because every now and then I like do actually have a format when mm-hmm. I take my notes and I like have headings for my sections. That's really but nice. then sometimes I would, I would love to see what that's like. <laughs> well, uh, sometimes you have me being overwhelmed and I put it in all caps and then it's like, ah, this is a section heading. So my section headings are Glenn is Johnny Depp. Three question marks took me way longer than I would like to tell you to figure no. that out. <laughs> and then. Keep in mind, these are all in all caps. Crow, I heard a crow. <laughs> you love a crow. Love it. Uh, oh my God, look, 20 years old is so ancient. Oh no. my God. And the actress was 20. What? It, when filming, she was 20. Oh my God, oh, I looked like I I'm like 20. 20 years old. And oh, right, bitch. bitch. Like, I was like, asshole. <laughs> and then the like, phone tongues and flaming footsteps. <laughs> the phone tongues. <laughs> That was a like full-on Scooby-Doo move. Yeah. Do you know Scooby-Doo's like, Scooby-Doo? Yeah, like, licks it through the phone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So those are like the moments where I had all caps, like at the beginning of a sentence. Mm-hmm. But then I did have this one. I was scrolling through. I was like, what did I, what did I say? And it was like, okay. So Tina is in a body bag in the mm-hmm. middle of the hallway. Legs Watch are it. lifted. And I swan to John. I thought she was starting a musical number. <laughs> she was just like, give up me all. Razzle. <laughs> gone i was like but it could have been a dance it could have because she just starts lifting the legs the and i was like oh, that's good co- mm. see <laughs> it's like a core exercise oh my god oh let's see <sighs> yeah she asked him to do one thing and one then thing just, just one just, just stay, stay awake. awake glenn all she wanted was for you to stay awake Said, yeah, memory foam pillow doesn't have the same drama as a feather-filled pillow. <laughs> <laughs> you just stab and it's like, ooh, nice. That memory foam? <laughs> uh, and I always have subtitles on because I read better mm-hmm. than I listen. Yeah, and I at one point when she's doing like the sleep study thing, he said, she's in REMS now. As in, oh, she's right. in her REM sleep cycle. I read it as, she's into REM now. <laughs> <laughs> she loves REM she now. She loves some R-E-M. Yeah. <laughs> 
so those are my notes. <laughs> oh, those are good notes. I actually have uh, nine pages of notes, but those are the highlights. Holy shit! Listen, I have I have two pages of notes, and they are yes, the yes, yes. exact opposite of what it sounds like your notes are. And that <laughs> I just took a red pen and scrawled madness into my notebook. <laughs> okay, full disclosure. Lindsay tried to show me the notes earlier. I said, I want to hear you say them. That's true. <laughs> she was like, look at my notes. And Kate went, I won't. <laughs> I said, because I want your essence to be breathed into them. <laughs> your essence. Can I read you my first note? Please. It just says, screw your past. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of the best line deliveries ever because she says, screw your past. Like, past <laughs> comes out so, like... <laughs> Nothing. She, yep. It's like she doesn't say the word pass. She's completely run out of air. Yeah. yeah. Screw your pass. She like <laughs> lost her nerve and she's like, I'm going to be bold. Screw your pass. Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry. I yelled. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. I was like, all right, Nancy. <laughs> it's so a good. good note. Yeah. A very good note. Uh-huh. I'm not going to read all of them because we have talked about some of them. No, I love um, I wrote the tub scene and just put a lot of marks around it because the tub scene the tub is scene. It's a just, lot. It's a lot. It's effective and scary, but also gross. It, they allude to a nipple in this movie. Because, yeah. like, they're teens. So yeah, they, they do. show a nipple. That's Man. another note. <laughs> they allude to it. They're like, we won't show it, but you know it's there. Yeah, there's a nipple there. Yeah, I wrote, God. they really love showing, but not showing, some teen titties. Yes. It's true. It, it was literally like, okay, she's going to turn around and just show her back, but you know what's on the other side. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, I do, but, but like. Oh. Why Stop. You di- you're directing attention and then going ah 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 mm. like with the glove they're like where's what's his hand doing what's it near you guys <laughs> oh we're little scamps <laughs> but also it, in that moment it did kind of look like his hand was coming out of her vagina yeah. which, is- which you know is your second period <laughs> that is what happens on your second right. smoke <laughs> is cleared yeah and then the nightmare hand comes out yeah and this is why when people are like I can't have sex on my period I'm so sorry it's because it's the dangerous. nightmare hand may- it's dangerous yes yeah, I'm protecting you. Yeah. I'm, this I'm is for your own keeping good. you yeah. safe from the hand. <laughs> do you want to hear a dumb thing about the prop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do. So they had two gloves, the hero hand and the stunt hand. Oh, God. And the hero hand actually has, like, real fucking knives so you can cut through stuff. Oh, yeah. Apparently, if you did clench your fist, the knives <gasps> would cut their arm. Oh, my God. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, obviously. He said, yeah, every time someone used the hero fist, they would injure themselves because they would, like, curl their fingers and they would stab their I forearm. would 100% be like, ah, oh. <laughs> me, uh, is, is he, he a little... <laughs> He, you, you know, know. maimed. <laughs> so this is this episode's gonna be pure chaos. I told you in advance. I'm like keeping nerd corner short. I know that'll be chaos. I knew. I knew it. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you were ready. <laughs> so ready. You were saying like valid things about your notes, and I was like, no. Okay. <laughs> Okay, do you want the next note that I is do. absolute chaos? Yes. Let me get real close for this. I wrote, baby Johnny Depp as Glenn is like a himbo, but also a twink. He's oh, so sweet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He literally was, he's so handsome. But he was just trying his best. He's just a dumbass. I love that he was truly like kind of sweet. He was like, a he sweet was, boyfriend. Like, he was well dressed. He was yeah. he was just trying his best. Like, I'll, I'll help. He wanted I'm to so be sleepy. a tough guy sometimes, and you're like, oh, sweetheart, you're not. He's like, Gwen needs a nap. Jesus Christ. 
cries, Glenn. I skipped nap time. I don't think you understand the pain that I'm in right oh now. My God. I love when he falls asleep with yeah. the fucking TV on, on his, his junk. lap. His, like, yeah, I'm like, how's your dick, man? Oh, Are also, you okay? Just before that, <laughs> he, he did tell his mom directly. Oh, yeah. He was going to watch Miss Nude America. And I was like, yeah. do you really? Did you really start? I love when he's just like, hey, mom. I'm gonna look at it, and she's just like <laughs> classic man. Like, and she's boys. like, remember their personality, son? And he's like, I don't care about her personality. <laughs> like, put on my headphones. He's like, I don't care what she has to say. Is basically what he said. Literally, and yeah. his mom just went, "You." Do you guys know how Johnny Depp was actually cast in this? I read a little bit. How? Uh, I feel like you would know this because, like, you've consumed a lot of this media. But basically, he was in a band. Had never acted, oh, yeah, yeah, and that's why he's listed as like introducing Johnny yep, Depp, yeah. and so he was brought in um, alongside someone else, mm-hmm. and he was fine, but oh, Wes Craven said he was like very greasy and like gaunt and just looked like he needed a bath, <gasps> and so he like had the headshots of mm-hmm. the people, and he took it to his fourteen-year-old daughter, and they were like, and they were like, who, who here? And they immediately pointed to Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, and he's really him and they're like no he's hot (laughs) and then apparently johnny depp was the sweetest most polite kid on the set he was 20 he's not a kid but wes craven said that for the entire first week johnny depp called him sir apparently i read that i read that johnny Depp. apparently it was his first movie i don't know if this is before or after 21 jump street which Mm -hmm. is also his first thing so Apparently, he's just genuinely, like, a very sweet person on set. And so when I read that the, the daughters were like, oh, that guy, <laughs> I was like, good for you, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> also, while we're talking about what a what a, a cute patoot yeah. uh, people think Johnny Depp is, yeah. Yeah. can we talk about how Rod, oh, who's supposed to be this tough greaser boy, why is he such a pretty boy? He was, like, pretty. He's pretty. Like, I imagine... He's very pretty. In any other film this actor was in, he could only play Johnny Depp's character. Yes. Little soft boy. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, in one of the scenes, he was on heroin. <gasps> oh, uh, really? Yeah, no, he was he was going through a really bad Aww. time. Oh, so, like, sorry, Rod. Yeah. Sorry, Rod. No, he's... Like, the interview, he seems like he's in a better place now. Oh, that's good. That's he good, looks yeah. like an absolute angel baby. Like, Aww. I would put a halo on him and protect him any day. He's such a pretty boy. He's yeah. got lashes for uh, days. He has beautiful he's, eyes. He's absolutely beautiful. Listen, yeah. he... He's just so pretty. He was being nasty in this movie, and I was just like, don't. With that's that not handsome you. face, honey. Rod, that's not you. Rod, Rod, you don't have to put on a front. You don't have to pretend here. We know. We know the real you. Yeah. You can cry. baby. It's okay. It's okay. What if he was like, I have wanted to cry? Because <laughs> like, he has that moment of vulnerability where he's yes. like, I thought it was one of my nightmares. And I'm like, baby, I'll protect you. <laughs> it's weird, because like he's such a shithead, but yeah. then he's just like, I don't want to go to jail. And I'm like, I don't want you to either. Ah! You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. He got kicked in the face by his dying girlfriend. That sucks. Look at like a champ. He was like, ow! <laughs> he, he was pretty, though. Yeah. Like, he, Very pretty. He looks like he would be Johnny Depp's character. Yes. And Johnny Depp just wouldn't be in this, but... Yeah, no. But also Johnny Depp, I just, you know, just say Johnny Depp did a great job. I liked him. He did a great job. I liked job. him as Glenn. He was a, he was he was a little, little clueless, tiny himbo. Like a he mini really himbo. Was. Yeah, yeah. I have a TikTok to send you both after oh, this. Good. Wonderful. It's about Very... three twinks in a field. <laughs> <laughs> There's such a great part where Johnny Depp is like walking and he's in front of when Rod is not there yet and he's in front of Tina, he's in front of Nancy and he's like, who's out there? And he's so little and his little khakis and like, there's nothing wrong with being little. His but polo just, shirt that his arms do not fill. No. And he looks so cute and he's just like, who? And then someone throws something at him and he's like, ow! Like, <laughs> he was so precious and easy to harm. Like, 
He wore a crop jersey. And I was like, we need to bring that back. Apparently that's like, I don't know for sure, but I thought that was kind of like what started uh, the crop crop t-shirt for for men. men. Yeah. This was like the first time someone wore like a crop top like that. And uh, apparently people were like, hell yes. Can we get that going again? I feel like Eugene Eugene is doing like his like, his damnedest to bring it back. But we need more. I Everybody should wear crop top tops. Yeah. Right, men, right. I actually just bought right, a Tri-Guys crop top. <laughs> Women are already fucking rocking I'm just saying yeah, everyone should wear crop tops yeah. because people are beautiful. People are gorgeous. <laughs> I'm just saying more people should be wearing crop tops. Yeah, like, If you've taken anything from this movie, it's yeah. less crop clothes. Tops. Less what? clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hint of the nipple, but not actually the nipple. <laughs> I want you to allude to the nipple. Don't you dare show it to me. Uh, but that that's how I felt about horror. I don't know if you still have some more <laughs> notes. I read one of them that just said mommy heart gin and I laughed for like <laughs> mom loves gin, but she's really trying her best. Yep. Yep. Uh, followed by mommy killed a man. It's all good, baby. <laughs> yeah. I had that note where it was like, he's dead, honey, because mommy killed him. Yeah. Literally. Dad, he's dead because mommy killed him. And she's so she's sure mom. of herself in that moment. Also, she has gin bottles everywhere. She pulled them out of the towels. She had them behind her. There's probably one on her pillow. There's one on the bedside table. There's gin everywhere. In she's like house. the uh, house mom in Black Christmas. Yes. Oh my God. There's a moment where the mom in this movie. Uh, I have in my notes, oh, to be her, smoking a cigarette in a bathrobe, vodka nestled in the crook of her elbow. <laughs> I laugh so hard. Like a baby. It's a part or something, I think, when Nancy's talking to her and she, like, walks away and her mom, like, looks at her longingly, like, that's my daughter. And then just, like, off can pulls out gin. And I'm like, no what? Where did you get this? There's also I a part uh, where she was definitely, this is stupid. This is a stupid, trivial I thing that this. I noticed. She's wearing two robes. She's yeah. wearing two robes. She was wearing one robe that was tied shut and one robe that was open. And I was like, that is a drunk, rich you white woman. You know what we woman. call that? <laughs> gin cozy. <laughs> she was fucking gin cozy. <laughs> she had a silk robe because she was like, I'm feeling good. And yeah. then she was like, but I'm a little cold. <laughs> Some terry cloth on Another there because she's cloth. not too good for that. Because you can't have your <laughs> nip show through your silk robe. You As we know, allude, allude to the nip. Yeah. I... I loved her. I, and like, we haven't talked about it yet. I have to talk about the moment that made me cackle. <laughs> At the very end, when the mom is pulled through the little window. Yeah. And she was just like, she's, the hand comes out the window and grabs her. And she's still a human at this point. And she goes, ah! And then he pulls and she becomes a stiff mannequin. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> And then you see her like stiff feet go through. Like, oh, okay, well, yeah, okay. It's really her. She just didn't put up resistance. She was you know? like, she was like, plank. Liza Feather stiff as a board. <laughs> she I knew for this. She was like, I know how to do it. <laughs> I've been to slumber parties. <laughs> you know, we call that we call that not gin cozy. <laughs> she was gin stew. <laughs> I could not. She was just like ah. Oh god! For anyone that hasn't seen it, just if you don't want to watch it because you're like, I don't know, I don't like scary movies, blah blah blah. Why are I you recommend, here? Listen, we provide a service for people who won't watch a scary movie. My sister movie. hates scary movies. She's a patron. Yeah, oh, that's really so, nice. For I don't mean to shit talk your sister. Anybody well, else? Though, I'm gonna I tell will. Kelsey though that you personally were shit talking her. Very oh specifically. god, Kelsey! I just wanted to. You're a delight. You're beautiful. You're this. wonderful. Don't listen to your she sister. Is. I think oh. you're amazing. I do. How did this get turned around on me? What I was saying <laughs> is that I think 
if people don't want to watch the scary movie, if you're not into this whole yeah. movie, please just skip to the end so you can watch this mother just go. Whoop. It's literally within the last sixty seconds. Maybe we can put a clip time. of it. Maybe we can get a clip and put it on the website. Just a little, yeah. We can whoop. find it because yep. her whole body. And then, like, here's the thing: is it doesn't go through smooth. She bumps the sides. It's like, oh, so you can see, like, excuse me. It's not excuse a big me. window. Oh, can I scoot past you? It's so small. It's a very it's small little. window. And she kind of like boom, 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 boom. It's like watching a. It's like pinball. Not a smooth three-point turn. It was like oh an eighteen-point turn to the window. I, I'm gonna cry thinking about it. But okay, that those are my notes. I can't. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I do have one more, and oh, yes. I I don't know if this is gonna leak into your scary moment mm, because we'll I can't see. remember what you. I don't think you said it here yet. Not yet. Um, but there's something I really liked. Um, that I think we're, it's a very iconic moment. It's very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that they didn't use a lot of, they did use jump scares, but they didn't rely on jump scares to yeah. be scary. And there's a part in the beginning that is then called back to in the end, just very slightly. And it's where um, Tina's having her first nightmare and the white wall behind her stretches out. It's so um, cool. It's very unsettling. And then you're like, oh, that's creepy. And then later on, when Nancy's mom dies and freddy comes up through the bed right. he's got that same feeling and that same kind of silhouette pushing through white material and then the blood is there and you're reminded of tina in the body bag it's so scary and the the movie just does a really good job of remembering itself the whole yeah. way through yeah no. i had a moment while i was watching that i actually paused it at that moment because i was like this isn't another movie it's in the frighteners yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i've never seen that but i, I know the iconic like face and hands pushing against the wall. It's actually used in other... There's another movie, too, that's, like, relatively not... I don't want to say new, because it was, like, 2008, 2009. Mm. But they do a similar thing. Yeah. So it's not, like, unheard of. But what I love about this one is that, like, one, like you said, they call back to it. Mm. And and two, it's it makes sense for this movie in particular, because it is supposed to be, like, what are your dreams and what's real? It's Mm. pushing through. You can see the blood. You can see it ripping. But... So it's this confusing, like, the veil is thin kind of thing. Yeah. But also, what's really smart is they do that part where he's coming through the wall, right? And then the crucifix is, like, on the ground, whatever. They show Nancy putting it back on to show you that the wall is solid kind of thing. To, like, remind you, like, what's real, what's happening. And I think that's so effective and it's so small. But I loved that she does that. She puts it on the wall to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, this is a solid wall. But it wasn't like a second ago. Yeah, I was paying attention Terrifying. to the wrong thing in that. Scene oh no! Because when she's here, she's like, did she just like sticky tack that on? Right? Like, it's it's just, like, absolutely just she's, double like, stick tape. Pushes on it. And she's I'm like, like it's oh, not even a nail. Okay. Yeah. Jesus died for your sins, but you can't hey. nail him to the wall. That's for the Christian on the go. <laughs> you but, don't want to mess up your wall, but you're yeah. like, I need a little Jesus. Yeah. But like Freddie being kind Rangers. of rebirthed through the bed at yeah. the end calls back to that first scene yeah. and then also back to where Tina's in the body bag because you right. can see the Shit, blood on yeah. it just like when she was in it. It's and so when I watched it again, because this is like, I've watched this movie at least a dozen times. Right. I love this movie. Uh-huh. I'm not a dozen times for the podcast. Just just this week, this only week? seven. <laughs> just a few, seven. like five or six or seven. Yeah, yeah. Know. Like a um, normal amount. But it's something that, I, I don't know, I guess I didn't really think of and now I'm watching it being like, oh, they're going to want me to be a little critical. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't listen to your podcast. I don't know oh, what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> oh, but it's but, just really well done. And yeah. the fact that there are jump scares, but I don't remember the jump scares no. as the parts that scared me. No, they mm-hmm. did such a successful job 
scaring me elsewhere and then reminding me later that they scared me earlier. Right? Yeah. yeah. They're like, do you remember Again. how gross it was when Tina was in a body bag? Ugh. Again, it's a good balance. It's a good balance of like, there's some jump scares, but that's not what makes it scary. So then they're lasting. Yeah. Because like, you know, jump scares are great, but they don't always continue throughout the movie. Yeah. So it's like having scares, like you said, that they call back to in moments is really great. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good time for scariest moment. Yeah. Then. Um, I can do mine yeah. since I think... You just talked about it a little bit. It's Tina the Body Bag. That's um, one that haunts me. I, I don't know why, huh. but when I'm thinking about other movies and stuff, I'll always just go back to that moment. And it's not when she's being dragged. It is when she turns. And it's not even a jump scare because yeah. you hear her say her name. Yeah. So you know she's going to turn and look at someone and she's in the body bag. And she's like, Nancy? And then she like takes her hand down the body bag. And I'm like, ew! It's claustrophobic for one, so I hate that. But two, it's that she just looks like she really needs help. Yeah. And she's covered in blood and like it's just not good. And then when she's dragged down the hallway, it continues. Like it's yeah. this like I don't know. And also they have this thing where like Nancy's following her and she's not questioning the fact that she's in a body bag because it's a dream. So obviously you wouldn't question it. it's a dream, but it's just still freaky. I don't know. Yeah. That part freaks me out. Her in the body bag really, really I don't like it. <laughs> I do because it's scary, but yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I had like a moment when I was watching that scene because I was like, it's kind of goofy that she's standing in the hall in a body bag because I'm picturing her like jumping around to get right? this. <laughs> and so I was like, what if she was just like suddenly sitting next to her? But then I was like, oh, that could be kind of ridiculous too. So I was going through like a series of like <laughs> what would be more scary right. if a dead body was in a body bag that yeah. shouldn't be there. Uh, and so like I think I missed the fear of the moment, but like looking back, to me, the scary thing about that is, like, what if Tina doesn't understand why she's in a bag? That's why. Oh, that's what and, it felt like to me. Yeah. That's and that sad. is scary as shit. That's what yeah. scared me is that she's not – you don't see her walk. You don't see her do anything. And when you do see her move, she's being pulled by something you can't see. And I or think it's so – Or a dance member. Who's yeah, or, or a dance member. And I think it's upsetting because I don't think Tina realizes it. Because when she <laughs> says Nancy's name, she's not, like, sad. She's just like, Nancy? Yeah. And then you're like – It's not like Ghost of Christmas Past. No, yet. you know? <laughs> so it's very much like, I don't think she – knows or like realizes that i don't know it yeah it, like she's not trying to scare nancy is what makes it so scary is that like she's just how she is now yeah this is how she is and she's just talking to nancy and it's huh. very upsetting yeah. that she's just like i don't know i talked to my friend that's what i do yeah. but now i'm dead yeah is my friend yeah. also dead right like, she doesn't know it's and, and she might not even be real this is obviously right it's i mean it's a constructed scenario by freddy krueger right. So it's just upsetting. That part's definitely my favorite. So, also just like sure. a little side thing that I thought about is that Nancy, he's called Fred Krueger. Yep, the right. whole time until Nancy's like taunting him. And what a fucking power move! Yeah, I love her. Have I ever told you guys how much I love Nancy? You love Nancy. Nancy. She's great. She's my favorite final girl. She's great. Listen, I was reading an article. It was the Vulture one where everyone's commenting, and Heather Langenkamp. I don't know if I said her name right, but mm -hmm. she's Nancy. She said like you know she's not like as pretty as other girls like she has ugly hair and I was like your hair is glorious yeah, who the fuck gorgeous. said ugly hair I'll I was like them. I brushed curly hair in the 80s but she still pulled it off yeah. she looked great it was like voluminous yeah beautiful anyway um, but yeah so if anyone wants to go next that was my scary moment so okay I wasn't sure of mine until we were talking mm -hmm. and then you told me about the swimming pool thing and oh, that yeah. scares me shitless <laughs> like I grew up swimming mm -hmm. because when I was on vacation with my family I almost drowned <gasps> so like my dad got me but I he was like trying to teach me how to swim yeah and he went away to help my sister and I was like I know what I'm doing oh I no I didn't know what I was doing I let go of the lane rope and he Oof. turned around and I was just under the water 
Ugh. And so, like, I don't remember a ton. It wasn't like, oh my god, she's flatlining. It was not. But that. it was like, but it was like she's underwater. <laughs> yeah, a child went under the water, can't swim. Right. And so when we came back, my dad was like, okay, you're both taking swim lessons. And so then from there, I was on swim team. Right. I am deeply afraid of deep water. Like yep. the deep end of a pool scares me shitless. Really? Yeah, I would. I, can, I mean, yeah, go like, faster to get out of the deep end. Like I don't like the deep end of pools. An amazing swimmer is the person who doesn't want to be in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> you swam for seven years. Like you're trying to get away from it. I'm trying to get away. Yeah, <laughs> and so like the idea of being in a pool and having an expanse that you can't see is upsetting. Yeah, is very upsetting to me. And I just, like, I'm still, like, <laughs> like it's getting me in the gut right Knowing now. Knowing it, it was a pool me. made my stomach turn. Yeah. yeah, I honestly came into this thinking I was going to pick the wall scene because there's something very unsettling yeah. about this wall that was very subtle and made you question reality. And the last thing I ever want to do is question my own reality. But mm. knowing the fact that that was a fucking pool in the tub Mm-mm. I'm just Upsetting. I'm very upset yeah, so I'm gonna you. I'm gonna have to agree with you thank after you. learning that fact my scariest moment I, has changed yeah just really hoping that fact would be upsetting because when I read it I was like it's Fuck such no. a, it's it was such a good fact it was destabilizing just, right like it's it's just wild yeah. to, to and, and now it makes sense so she would sit like that she's literally just holding herself up. herself up upsetting and like Oh, that's so scary. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Such a I small little hole to come through. Right. If and something went too. wrong on set. And things go wrong on set all the time. Mm. I'm so glad she's okay. She's fine. <laughs> yeah, Listen, she's everybody, fine. we know she was fine. Everything's yeah. great. She was in the third movie. She yeah. came back in for what's doing well. She's all right. <laughs> they didn't but have yeah, holographs at that point. We know it's her. <laughs> we know it's <laughs> her. <laughs> she's fine. But yeah, that, that part is unsettling right yeah but, especially once you know yeah. but with my second if we want to all three have different mm, yeah, yeah. scary things it would be the 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 wall the wall with the questioning of reality because yeah. right. it really fucks me up when films are just like is this real and then you're done watching the film and you're like fuck what? i forgot what's real yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah my second would just be the the tub with the pool it's so fucking scary because <laughs> it's that effective <sighs> yeah the body bag one haunts me from when i was a kid so that one wins oh, but yeah. for sure that that tub is, is upsetting i feel like i had a lot of roadblocks to be afraid of the body bag because i was like no yeah. one uses sheer body bags that's true and i was like no one does that because <laughs> they, they like have her arm like limps out the side. Always. I was like, okay they zip it all the way up first of all second of all it's not a sheer we body bag the they also did the arm flop twice twice yeah they did it in the actual nightmare scene and then they did it on the news and it's like, like excuse me it can you give her some dignity at all so i think that if i hadn't been like hamstrung by those two body bag things i would have been afraid of that scene where she's in the body bag in the hallway but my brain got in the way yeah i mean and that's fair because i thought the same thing when she's standing i was like yeah she jumped there but just hop it along. <laughs> Somebody picked think, her up and put her there. Like, Sit there. Don't move. I think what, what gets it is that I watched it as a kid. Yeah. Because yeah, I watched it when I was little and it fucked me up. Yeah. So. I watched it for I'm the like, first time two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Those are my, yeah. Those are my scary moments. Yeah. Those are some good ones. We have not had a, a same scariest moment before. This is good. With the tub. I wouldn't know. Way to go. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> You're never coming back. That's not true. <laughs> You guys love me too much. Oh, obviously, yeah. It's not going to be a lot Obviously is what I just obviously. said. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I was having a momentary panic because I had the wrong tab open. I was like, where are my tropes? They're gone. There was tropes. empty space. I'm, I had the wrong tab. excited for tropes with this one because I read a little bit, mm. not what tropes, but just that they were like 
leaning heavy on making sure they got some good ones in there while still making it a wild movie. Yeah. So, so excited. I have some that are just like the um like horror staples. Yeah. And then I have one that I think is interesting if you kind of dig into the backstory of yeah. how it got there. So first of all, we had this once in The Descent, mm-hmm. and it's Catapult Nightmare. And it's when yep. someone, like, launches awake after a nightmare because it's yeah. just not as dramatic if you, like, groggily open one like, eye at a time. Ooh. Yeah. It's like, mm, did I dream? My mouth is dry. <laughs> like, it's just not as scary. Uh, so Catapult Nightmare where she, like, lurches awake dramatically. Um, and then Dangerous Windows. Mm-hmm. In a horror movie, you do not stand in front of a window when someone can grab you through it. We know that from Until Dawn. We know that. <laughs> we Do know not that. stand near a window if a hand can come in. <laughs> no. And then uh, there are a few other movies. Like, it's a pretty common yeah. thing. I think Friday the 13th has it. There's like, a, yeah, it every happens movie, a lot. Not every movie, but a lot of horror films. Every <laughs> like, movie that exists. We're going to get the bitches exists. with the windows. <laughs> Land Before Time, you remember the windows. Do you remember when <laughs> Littlefoot's mom just... <laughs> 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 Starleaf, this motherfucker. <laughs> hey, those things look delicious, though, right? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, God. Next, we have a deadly bath. Yeah, of course. Which yeah. We love a deadly yeah. bath. And it was double subverted mm-hmm. because, you know, when she's in the bath that we now know is a swimming pool, <laughs> uh, she is like knees spread and she's just like lounging and then you see the claw come up Mm -hmm. and you're like okay well this is not a great angle for her her bits are out um (laughs) (laughs) gotta guard the bits uh and then it doesn't happen like she doesn't actually get slashed to death in Mm -hmm. that moment and you're like oh okay so that it was a subversion we're good we're good setting us up for a scare and then they're like no but actually (gasps) and she gets yoinked down so (laughs) Uh uh-huh i have um, a, a new thought that I've never had before. Oh my god! Learning this bathtub fact. Yeah. Um, does that mean that somebody was treading water and putting their hand up like, into the tub? Do whilst, you get it? Is this well, a good angle? Whilst treading water and holding their breath for that little shark fin situation. <laughs> shark fin situation. I thought about that because it doesn't say. And I was wondering so much. I was like, how? Because it how could just be that it? it's a very shallow pool and then lighting is being used. And like the pool that she gets pulled into isn't necessarily the same one. All I know is that there is a pool underneath. Yeah. It could be very shallow and there could literally, maybe there's an armhole. I don't know. And there's just a little, whoop. Like, I, I, they like I, surgical glove it up. Right. Like, here we go. <laughs> Like and maybe did they maybe. did they accidentally scratch her on the way up? Did they maybe right. she had cuts on her thighs? There's a lot of logistics yeah. that I'm now thinking about with this scene. I know, and I wish that I had more answers than just it's a pool. I like that it's a mystery. To be I honest, I like that it's a mystery. Yeah. Uh, so double subversion. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Double submersion. Has to try to get one in every time. Whew, it's tough. Uh, and then we have the good old final girl, obviously, mm-hmm. yep. Fingor, which is finger gore. Because uh, he, like, gore. cuts off his yeah, fingers yeah. to be like, look. I love that. He's just like, oh, and you're finger like, <laughs> And like, oh, who doesn't have maggots in their chest, you know? Uh, I knew. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> you shouldn't be. This one I read through, and then I read it again. I was like, hold on. Oh, no. You know how grievous bodily harm is, like, 
uh, crime. Yes. Uh, like the name specifically. Not right. just like it's bad to do it, but it is the name of the crime. Yeah. Grievous harm with a body. My husband Freddy uses Tina's body to clock rod. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rob was like, I'll save you. Ouch. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That part's God, incredible. Okay. And then the final trope yeah. is the gain axe ending. And we've talked about this before oh, where it's yeah. one of those ones where it's just like a mindfuck where you're like, wait, what? Ha- wait, hold on. Oh, what now? And like something unexpected comes out. Like you don't understand what happened. You don't know how you got there. This was a little bit. The ending. Yeah. yeah. If it felt weird to you, it's because it was the result of a compromise. There were oh. competing creative ideas. So Shay and Craven both mm-hmm. had different ideas for how the ending should go. So according to Shay... Wes had written an ending where Heather vanquishes Freddy and goes off to school the next day. It's beautiful sunshine, and that's the end. Mm-hmm. I had seen Friday the 13th and some other films. There's always a zinger at the end. There was no zinger there. Craven said, Bob wanted the hook for a sequel. I felt that the film should end when Nancy turns her back on Freddy and his violence. That's the one thing that kills him. Mm-hmm. Bob wanted to have Freddy pick up the kids in a car and drive off, which reversed everything I was trying to say. It suddenly presented Freddy as triumphant. <clears throat> I came up with a compromise, which was to have the kids get in the convertible, and when the roof comes down, we have Freddy's red and green stripes on it. Do I regret changing the ending? I do, because it's the one part of the film that isn't me. Yeah. And then Shay said, when I showed the film to my dad at a screening... <laughs> He said, that ending is weird. Oh, no. I told him about the awkward compromise Wes and I had made. He said, it's not good. You got to change it. (laughs) It's not good. And I said, Dad, I can't. We're in a bar. And he yells, you're going to fuck up this movie. He left it the way it was. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're going to fuck up this movie. I don't don't want to be a bitch to one of my favorite horror movies. I agree with their father. I don't think it's a good ending. I don't either. My very last note that I... Whoop. She scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Lindsay got really angry and pounded the table is what just happened. I hate the ending! <laughs> We're gonna fuck up this movie! I'm sorry, I can get very aggressive. God. Um, but I just wrote, did we win? Yeah, yeah like, there's it, no... It, and it, it doesn't feel like a, a satisfying mystery mm-mm. of what happened. It's like, you... Son of a bitch, you gave me no answer. This is yep. a non-answer yep. and not a mystery. And I'm looking at Nikki, and she loves the ending. She's doing the finger She's taps. She's doing the thing. She loves the ending. I love the ending. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it because I think that, one, it does have to open up to a sequel. Yeah. Because there obviously there is a sequel. So I love that they get in the car, and you're like, yeah. And then the roof comes down, and that's amazing. I love that it's the sweater, and, like, it ties in all the things where, like, little tiny things would remind you of Freddy and that's how you knew you were in the dream. So that's how you know we're in the dream. But nobody besides poor mom being mannequined through the window is killed. So you're left with this like, they're clearly in a dream. Somebody is asleep or all of them are asleep. Maybe they came back. Maybe they didn't. This could just be poor our sweet nancy is poor asleep sweet nancy. and she still got the one up on him then but like maybe she's still asleep so to me it is still the ending that i wanted because i'm like okay cool she still has more to fight but she's not dead they right. never show her die so to me i'm like hell yeah nancy yeah. you got more to do <laughs> i respect the sequel hook i respect like the leave it up to us to question what happened right but to me knowing behind the scenes of right. how they came to this it's ending. Hysterical. I was like, I feel like You're if one of them... are gonna ruin this movie. If they had agreed to make it ambiguous, 
and they'd done it slightly differently, I would have been like, fuck yeah, I love right. that at the end, no one knows what was real and what right. was a dream. But to know that this was a compromise between two people yeah. that had very different endings. I and think, it seems like one person kind of won. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. Like, I think it would have been a lot more successful of a compromise if um, the mother didn't get pulled through the door. That mm, part I, I and, agree. Agree. And the kids weren't panicking yes. when yeah. the car drove away. Because they were all panicking. Glenn was not driving his car. The car was moving on its own. Yeah. If we just got that subtle, we had that smoke. Yeah. And that smoke was a telltale sign yeah. that there was a dream. The entire right. movie. Yeah. Fog or smoke meant it was a dream. Yeah. Which I love. Um, but if they just had the sweater convertible top go over with a really foggy daylight yeah and then it drive away i would have been like oh shit yeah 100 agree that would have fucked me up yeah. in a good way in a very good way if right. like the last second of the movie was their dawning realization that something is amiss prime right. but to right. me the like 30 seconds of like pounding on the window i was like this the energy feels wrong for this moment yeah yeah i do <laughs> Are you picking up vibes i'm picking up some vibes because <laughs> i i do like the ending because i yeah. love an ambiguous ending yeah but i do agree that it could be 100 percent more ambiguous so yeah. i agree that if we had just gotten the sweater and like then yeah. still happy and enjoying like like we're in the car it's great if the mom didn't get pulled through yeah. and like you said if you just get one second it would be even better if it was one person realizing yeah. everyone else having a great time and one person being like and it would be nancy it'd be yeah. nancy because then she's like is everyone else real and, yeah because exactly. they're not scared would have been way better yeah so like even though i do like the ending yeah because I, I love the fact that it's just unsettling and cool i agree that it, it could be a little more yeah you, right? and we're yeah. of course looking at this with a couple decades of hindsight True. Um, <laughs> so yeah it, yeah it's not bad for me, at least. Right. But I do think it could have been done so much better. And it by no means ruined the movie. Again, no, this is one of my fun. absolute favorite horror movies. Yeah. Regardless of that. I do just, I think I just kind of forget the ending. It is. Yeah. I kind of leave it out of my brain when I'm thinking say, about the movie. Yeah. I definitely didn't remember it. And <laughs> honestly, to me, when there's uh, a series that spans like eight plus movies, mm -hmm. the ending of the first movie doesn't really doesn't make a matter. difference. Like, because you know, you know there's more. So like yeah. it doesn't. That was another thing. Knowing that there were like eight, I was like, of course. Yeah, of course it's ambiguous. Why yeah. wouldn't it be? There's like eight of them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, sure. You have to have Dracula and the Hunch Bunch outside the you window. You gotta get the Hunch Bunch. Uh -huh. The Hunch Bunch Crunch. Lunch. Hunch Crunch Squad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But, oh, that means that's tropes. Dang, those are good tropes. So rating the movie. We gotta choose, we gotta choose our rating scale. I only have one. <laughs> I had one earlier when we were talking about it. Oh, I've got mine. Mine was foam tongues. I have is what phone tongues, tongues. <laughs> mine was alluded to nipples but uh, yes 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 mine but. is uh accordion arms fully extended yes <laughs> it's not like the nest of it's fully They're extended fully accordion you arms. can touch both yeah. your neighbor's fences with these arms fully extended accordion <laughs> arms. i think we gotta go accordion yeah. arms yep 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 That's such a good one okay so we usually just uh do a count of three, and mm -hmm. then out of five, you hold up what you want it to be. And if you want to do a half, it's just a knuckle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like, you know? So are you are you guys ready? Wow. Yeah. This, this is how many accordion arms I would yeah. give it? Yep. Yeah. Fuck, that's a lot of accordion arms. I know. The so. prop department's going to be tired. Yeah. <laughs> They're working overtime. They're fully extended. Fully so. extended. All right, fully ready? extended accordion arms. Okay. Three, two, one. Um, how many out of five? five? Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just well, was like page. four different numbers, and I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. This is a spectrum. <laughs> Depends on how I feel at the moment, right yeah, now. Get it? <laughs> yes, Manny. Yeah, yes, Manny. Um, Kate and I gave it four. Yeah. 
uh, fully extended accordion arms. Yeah. Lindsay's given us a perfect five. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spare. And I, I am doing that with my normal memory where I take the ending out. Yeah. There we go. Because I can't, sure. I can't not. I just. Fan edit. <laughs> this is mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it four just because, like, I love this movie. Yep. I do. But, yeah, like, the ending can be a little more ambiguous, even though I still liked it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's good. It's got some rewatchability. Yeah. Well, it's not a perfect five, but I do love it. See, I'm gonna, this year, this episode's gonna come out. My girlfriend's gonna listen to it, and I'm gonna be like, I'm glad you listened to it. We are gonna watch Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. Get She's ready. She's gonna love it. <laughs> um, I want to watch it again already. Yeah. I love it. I'll, I'll watch it with anybody who's ready Who's ready to watch it. It's I'm not good. doing anything tonight. Like, you want to watch, <laughs> watch the movie again? It's, got, it's just got great rewatchability. It does, yeah. It's very fun. Um, what are your reasons for a nice four accordion arms? Yeah, so I don't have, like qualms beyond the typical the normal yeah, yeah like which is everyone's white yep everyone's white <laughs> everyone's straight uh, <laughs> but no actually i did ship tina and nancy real oh, hard because course. when they're on the couch laughing they at were so glenn, snuggly they, were so they snuggly. had chemistry that glenn and nancy could never and he wishes he, he oh, wishes God. and uh, i'm not even gonna get into the rod thing but basically uh I think it's a really fun movie, and mm-hmm. I know that every time I watch it in the future, because I'll keep watching it, I'm going to pick up new things. Yeah. Because, like, you mm-hmm. mentioned that fog means it's a nightmare. I was like, oh, shit. I wasn't even paying attention to that. <laughs> and so, like, there's so many aspects that, like, hearing y'all talk about, I'm like, okay, I need to watch it again. I want to yeah. pick this up. Because when I'm watching it the first time, I'm looking for, like, themes, motifs, imagery, that type of shit. And now I want to, like, look at it for other things. So yeah, there's so many cool things to pick up. Four Um, fully extended accordion arms. Yeah, four fully extended accordion arms. Uh, How many is that? We got five. That's thirteen total. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of accordion arms. A lot of fully extended. Touch all your neighbors' fences. (laughs) Are you making? You got the whole neighborhood at once. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I, I just like it a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God, did we do it? We did it. Wow, we did. It. We did it. We did it, and then we did well, Nightmare we, on Elm Street. We did Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, yeah. It's not it. <laughs> Good. I did not watch that movie anytime recently, so I'm glad that's okay. not what we're doing. Tell me, give me a summary of it. <laughs> well. Six words or less. <laughs> Clown boat. Scary. That yeah, was three. three yeah, wow. that's pithy. <laughs> pithy. <laughs> um, well, I guess before we do our regular outro. Yeah. Lindsay, yeah. where can people find you streaming, for one? Um, if you want to watch me play video games sporadically, sometimes with Nikki and Kate. Sometimes with us. Uh, twitch.tv slash Lou in human form, and that's L-O-U, Lou in human form. Um, or if you just want some short form comedy, I do love oh roasting God. Nikki on my Twitter. Yep. Is almost solely devoted to roasting Nikki, and yeah. that is uh, after Lou Bellum. It's fun for the whole on family, Twitter. you know? We work together, so she does get the best of the roasts. I really wasn't every day. I wasn't into Twitter, and Nikki kept telling me that I should tweet more, and so I started being like, "I'm going to tweet just for you," and then it became just attacking Nikki on Twitter. Yeah, so yeah, if you're yeah. into that sort of thing, that's it at Lou Bellum. Yeah. Um, on Twitter. So yeah, sometimes we stream together. It's super fun, but sometimes you stream by alone, yourself, and yeah. it's awesome. Uh, she calls their chat friends. Everybody's my friend. Fwen. <laughs> Come hang out with your so, friends. Very different from Nikki's Don't, Twitch. I Don't call them it. piss babies. They call themselves piss babies. Okay. And when we're when we're together, it's 
friends of Piss Nation. <laughs> Welcome to Piss Nation. <laughs> Choose your side. We're all good friends here. We're all good friends. All right. So that wraps up our discussion of the movie A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I did go through like a miniature uh, crisis. Yeah. Because I was like, is it the Nightmare on Elm Street? Is it Nightmare, nightmare on Elm Street? On is Street? it a nightmare? It's a nightmare. Oh, on it's Elm a? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That the whole thing's one nightmare. Yep. It's just one Singular nightmare. nightmare. Oh, also, I feel like I should be polite. I've been so mean to you guys the whole time. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, my God. Anytime. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Even though Anytime. you roast us. You, Anytime. You've already given me permission to come back. <laughs> Sucker. I can <laughs> enter. <laughs> Literally regret it immediately. I'm like a vampire. You've invited me. You're fucked. Oh, no. <laughs> We're fucked. Oh. So that's our discussion of this movie. If you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That's the one where it helps a lot of other people find us, but you can also rate and review on Spotify, mm-hmm. Podcast Addict, I think most other ones. platforms yeah, most now. Of them now. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Cool With It. Every Wednesday, we'll post the movie for the week and where it's streaming, if it's streaming for free. It yeah. hasn't been lately. This one was on Tubi. I've never used that I before. I've never once used Tubi. I downloaded it and oh. it was free and okay. it, you didn't have to log in. Um, it had ads. That was the only thing. Oh, uh, got it, got it, got it. So yeah, okay. Tubi, not bad. Got it. <laughs> Dope. Okay. You can also check out our extended show notes on our website, justcoolwithitpod.com. And you could even take a look at our Patreon, patreon.com slash justcoolwithit. And we'd like to take this opportunity to thank our awesome patrons. Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Kayla, Meg, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenyon, Darby. Woo! Oh, Love them all. Yeah. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Rockazella. And the cover art is by our very own Nikki Solomon. That me. It's yeah. And now I have so many things I have to draw now. What was yeah. from this? I had to draw something. Uh, I don't remember. It wasn't the, the alluding to a nipple. No, we'll Certainly listen back and I'll that. have to draw it. <laughs> I'm it. in a nightmare just thinking about it. You're on Elm Street? A nightmare on Elm Street? The Elm Street? From the title?